Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a few rules. They are no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. And this ain't Bible study. Hope you all had a good week, had a good uh, Labor Day holiday and all that good stuff. Tonight's topic is, because I said so. My my uh, name is Tony Hawkins. I'm your host with my co-host, Rodney Turner, and Darren. Big man Darren. Is, is Darren back on yet, Rodney? No, sir. He's dialing okay. in now. Mm-mm. Okay, cool, cool. Darren Smith is not back on yet, but that's okay. We'll get it started. So anyway, um, most of you don't know, I do in-home and small commercial security. So I spent a lot of time with residents in their house. And last week, um, I happened to be in a home in, I forgot what part of Maryland, I think it was Lexington Park, Maryland. And I was talking to the wife, um, waiting for the husband to get home. Well, I really wasn't waiting for him to get home. I didn't know he was coming home when he, you know, he wasn't far from home. So um, in between the time I'm going over the details with the wife, the daughter came home, right? She may have been 15, 14, between 14 and 16. It's hard to tell these days. Um, I didn't think anything of it. She came in. She went in the room. Husband came in. We shook his hand. We started talking business, yada, yada, yada. The daughter came out of her room and walked up to the father, I guess, to greet him. Before she could get anything out of his mouth, out of her mouth, he said to her, go change your clothes. <laughs> right? And then she tried to say something again, and he said, go change your clothes. Mm. So then she jetted. Now, you know, summertime, you know, I, I don't expect to see people with a lot of clothes. I didn't really see anything too wrong with her outfit. Um, but, again, I wasn't paying attention to her. So it could have been awful. But, again, I yeah. um, but, but, But the question is, you know, well, not the question just yet. So evidently the wife didn't say anything to her. So the wife was okay with these clothes that she was wearing that were extremely offensive to the to the father. Because anytime you don't even want to greet your children properly, the only thing you want to say is go change your clothes, you know there has to be an issue. Right. So 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 when it comes to the kids, when you don't say because I said so. That's my first question. What happens when you say when you don't say because I said so when it comes to your children? Well, I think you know they they do their own thing, you know. And again, I think it's a unique case here where you know one parent didn't say anything regarding her clothes and. The other parent, immediately, that was the first thing that the, the other parent 
thought. So mm. I mean it's kinda interesting. It's kinda interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. And and, and you got girls. I do. And when it comes down, I mean, because I've been that guy, you know what I mean, waiting for my daughter to get dressed so I can take her to school. She come downstairs. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to be late today. <laughs> you're about to change book. <laughs> you know, and I applaud the guy because down, he didn't look at the wife. He didn't look at me. He said, go change your clothes. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So he kind of just stepped in his role and said, well, this is what's going to happen. And then he never said anything to the wife. was like, well, why are you letting her wear these clothes out? Because this is the end of the day. She's been gone all day. Well, by the time I got there, it was probably like in the afternoon. You know, so she had been gone to school or wherever she was going. I don't think school was open yet, so she may have been out with friends. But, you know, needless to say, the wife let her walk out the house looking like that when we know from what happened, that the father was definitely opposed to those type of clothes. So when you get to that point, Rodney, you know, who's going to make that decision? You know, because you may leave early, you may be on travel, and then you turn around and come back home, be like, wait a minute. What what do they have on? Right. You know, I mean, how do you think that's going to work out, you know? Well, I mean, in that case, you have to, I guess, train the wife to – you have to get on the same page with the wife, you know, because obviously the conversation wasn't had prior to the father noticing it. You know, if he was gone, if you know, if if he left out before she had to go to school or whatever, um, you know, somebody has to be on the same page. I mean, the the parents have to be on the same page as far as, uh, you know, what – what the child should be wearing, you know, what their daughter should be wearing. And I think it starts there, you know, that way if one or the other is out of pocket, then it's checked. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so here's the monkey wrench for that piece, though, what you just said. So let's say that the father and the mother's perception of what the child should wear is totally different. I'm sure it is. So the mom is probably like, yeah, that's cool, That's, that's cute. Father's like that ain't cute. Too much showing. So who's out of pocket at that point? Well, at that point, then you know it goes back to the topic. You know the the man, the husband, has the authority to say, you know, I think it's inappropriate because I said so, and it's it's the end, it's the end of the discussion. You know, mm. Mm. even though she disagrees. The, the the husband has the final say. I don't know if anybody agrees or disagrees with me on that, but that's what I that's what I think. You know, so obviously, you know, in this case, there was some you know some disagreement because the wife didn't say anything prior to, and the husband had to you know the father had to come get involved and say, hey, can't you change your clothes? You know, it wasn't like uh, you know it's the end of the day. You know, it's okay to keep that on for the remainder of the day and all. Go change your clothes, you know, so. Straight up. Straight up, just like that, too. Yeah. So, again, you know, I don't know if anybody else agrees or disagrees with with me on that, 
you know, speak now, forever hold your peace, you know. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is Damon, and I just, can you guys hear me? I just came on the call. Yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah, up, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah what's ahead. going on? Uh, a good friend of sure. mine man, by the name of Mark Lee put me on to this. I'm out here in Phoenix, Arizona, trying to stay cool. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I, that statement that you just stated, I totally agree with you 100% because that's what the Bible teaches. And the Bible teaches it in a way for us men not only to be the head, but the covering of our family, the covering of our children. Uh, and our word is the final authority, just as God's final word is the authority uh, in our lives. And just as, uh, just as, as God submit, as Jesus submits to God, and so he covers the church and, and the church is submissive to Jesus, there's a reason why in Ephesians Paul says that. So, but we, we as men have to do it in such a gracious way, such a loving way, and not a forceful way for us to be a, the domineering or the dominating role. But, yeah, anyway, that's, that's just, I, I just came on, I started hearing you guys chop it up, and I totally agree 100% because the man is the authority. Uh, God put us in that position, again, not to, to slam or, or, or to, but really just to love our wives and to love our family as Christ loved the church, and the church then submitted back to Jesus um, for, his, for, for, for his command. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. Absolutely. Cool words, bro, and welcome to the show. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Welcome to the show. And again, again, I mean, all said and good, um, you know, um, and I understand the role, but I think that there was a disconnect in the story. Um, and the reason why I think there was a disconnect is because the man had to come home and correct the child, right? And mm-hmm. the child wasn't corrected by the wife. You follow what I'm saying? So, so yep. it was a situation where the man has to come home and, and say, okay, the whole house is out of order. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? The whole house is out of order because, you know, she's got these clothes on that I definitely don't agree upon, but you sitting here, my wife, her mom, you're sitting here and you're allowing this to happen. You follow what I'm saying? Why didn't you take care of this before me? So the because I said so is a great thing, you know, but I, again, I think that, you know, at, at some point it shouldn't have to come down to that. Make any sense? Yeah, so you mean you're right. Yeah. 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 Makes it makes yeah. perfect sense. One thing I, I would one thing that I uh if you don't mind, again mind interjecting on this one. Uh I'm currently dating a young lady and we just went through a pre marriage counseling class and dated for about a year and a half. She has two boys, previously married. Uh, seven and five, just to give you a little back, back up on me. And uh, uh, one thing I one thing I always do is I always go. I I don't know if it, if it's if it's cool if I talk uh, if I speak my faith strongly. Um, but one thing I always do is I always go to Christ in a situation. Maybe I'll go after and not prior to. And the one thing I realize is, is that we as men are responsible for a lot more than we think we are responsible for. 
and if something took place within our relationship or our intense fellowship kicks off and, you know, we disagree on something, I always go and ask myself, okay, what, what didn't I, what, what is out of order within me on why this whole thing is out of order? And it's always, and it always, for some strange reason, it's always revealed. You know, it's always revealed to me of the certain things that are out of order for myself. And I, and with, this, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is, is helping me being put back in check to reduce these intense fellowships, these frictions and things like that. So I just, that's just one of the, I, I, again, I'm just, I'm new to this whole thing, and, uh, and I'm just hearing some of, the, some of the things that you're saying about the, the whole out of order, and I'm not here to condemn you and, and convict you in any way, but uh, it just sparked in me because I had to do the same thing. and just like, wait a second, if this is out of order I'm, and that's out of order or, or this is out of place and this is out of place, and I'm not talking about the couch and the bed and, you know, being moved across the room, but just like sure. a certain, certain flow of, 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 of one's household and, and, and the flow of – I hope that makes sense, man. I think so. I think so. And, and, and again, you know, you don't want to you don't want to have to come back again. I think that at some point, as men, we we should be able to say our piece, and that's it. We shouldn't have to keep revisiting these things. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And when we have to okay. keep revisiting these things, there's a disconnect or a lack of of respect in the house somewhere, or or they're just not taking us seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I uh you you know what I'm saying? I so don't. so again, and you came you came a little later, you know, I was talking about you know, when I was doing business in a household and the I was talking to the mother and then the daughter came home from school and she went in her room. A few minutes later the father came home. Right, and the daughter came out of the room to, to greet the father, and the father, the first thing he said to her was, "Go change your clothes." And then she tried to talk to him again, and he said, "Go change your clothes." And that was in the discussion. So the point that I was trying to make is that 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 there was a disconnect because the mother didn't say anything to her about go change your clothes, and she probably already knew her husband's views on the way the daughter was dressing but didn't say anything. So, you know, when the husband's got to come back home and reiterate, you know, well, she can't be wearing these kind of clothes out in the street, I think that that's the disconnect. And you shouldn't have to keep going over and over and over again. But who is the disconnect with, though? Is the disconnect with the husband and the wife, um, their communication or their being on one accord when it comes to the children, or do the children's feel some kind of discord between the mother and the father, that way she think that she can continue to. Because I know with my kids, they would try to give their mom or myself and see she's mean or mean or just by having a conversation, knowing that the conversation of disrupting whatever went on by interjecting without excuse me, that's going to be some problems. And when one parent don't care about it and other parent do about it, children try to make it seem so abnormal that it's dad or wife's mom. So, you know, 
in a in in, in a yeah. because I just said hello I, or I just interrupted. It's not that important. But I, what I'm saying about it is the mother and the father needs to be on one accord when it comes to everything. It need to they need to remain maintain a united front in everything in every conversation you have in front of the kids in front of other people. Uh, in front of the children, in front of anybody, it needs to be un- a united front, even if the wife is dead wrong. Yeah, amen. <laughs> if she's dead wrong, and and I used to have that problem all the time. My wife used to be dead wrong when it comes to her, to, you know, talking to my mom. And my mom used to take the position where I birth you, you're going to let this woman talk to me like that. She didn't say it. She just acted that way, or she looked at me like, you going to let her talk to me, or do I have to check her? And, and I'm like, well, neither one. You say nothing bad to her, and, you know, but I, 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 will, I will take care of her wrong. So it's just an order in the house so that the wife needs to, when they, when they, before, they, before they go outside the door, they need to link up and say, this is where we are. You know, we're going to go out here. I don't care what happens. Me ain't team. Now, if I disagree with you, I won't say nothing to you. I'm going to come back home to you and speak on you. Or I'm going to come back to the room with you. You're not going to talk about it in front of the kids. We talk about it in front of, in the room with you. Home later on. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and I, think that, I think that what you said is the way that it should be. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it's like that in most marriages? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm here. What, are you? Who are you posing that question to? To to the guy who's just talking. Um, I don't know what happened. Oh, well, I guess I was the only one talking. To him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Do you think? Um, to be honest, I don't. I, I can't speak generalities on how most marriages are, but uh, I did see it in my, you know, the the confrontations and the disagreements that my mom and dad had. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I can only use I can only use that as an example. And uh, sure, but some of the and we had three boys. There was three boys, so there was no girls factored into the equation. And I know raising girls is a little bit different. I think a little bit. It's a lot of bit different than raising two, three boys. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, as far as most marriages, I know that there is some disagreements. I know that there are some. With a, with a with a man wants to, I see my and I've and over the years I've seen my dad just just kind of eighty six a lot of things, meaning sure. like he just doesn't even entertain certain stuff because it's not worth it and it's not the fact that he's lost his authoritative position or his or his uh, the man and his role as a husband and the family it was just. It was just more of the lines of that, whatever I would hear or my mom would say. or And my mom wasn't combative to my dad. It just could be a, a, a statement that it's just my dad would just look at my mom and kind of like smile like, okay, do, are we really going to start this right now? Or, you know, you need to, I'll take this, but after you make this statement, I'm sure it's going to be revealed to you that what you're saying is incorrect. It's, you know what I mean? Like you have to self-correct. It's almost like you're, it's like you're on autocorrect, and, and it's 
I would see my mom autocorrect herself, and I'd see my dad autocorrect himself. And, uh, and it's just, it. I guess you're bringing two lives together, man, and, and when you bring two individuals, two people from different walks, different lifestyles, different cultures, different views, ethics, morals, different ways of, of raising children and being raised uh, by your parents, you know, there is going to be there is going to be that friction. You know what I mean? There is going to be some. There's going to be some back talk. There's going to be some sass. There's going to be some. I, I just I, I I I'm I'm currently going through it, and I'm not married yet. You know, but <laughs> with the power of I prayer, guess. with the fact that the fact that we both have come to the agreement that me as acting head and and role in this relationship, that I have to take this to prayer first. You know what I'm saying? I, and like I said before in the beginning. When I was, I, I always asked Christ, like, okay, what did I do wrong, and what, what, how did I reveal you in this situation? And it would always come back at, that I was always, you know, I was wrong in that particular situation, or if I wasn't wrong, this is the way I could have presented differently for to show her that she was in error. You know what I mean? So, yeah, every situation is different. Every different. Every uh. Every every scenario has a, a dip, could have a different outcome. Sure, but I know it gets. I know the struggle is tough when you have kids because I'm currently, like I said, I'm dating a lady with two children, and you know, there's times where it gets tough where, and she had to learn and learn how to un to to, to relinquish some of the 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 role that so she had to relinquish the authority that she had and be yep. a, be able to pass it off to me because she was divorced. And she was the only one they were raising the kids, so she did everything. And I remember there was a time, and I'm sure you probably had this too, where, and I think you already said it, there was a time when um, I asked uh, I asked one of the boys to do something. And the boy ran to the mom. And the mom didn't know. And she was like, yeah, you could, I, it could have been like, I could have said, don't get water. And he runs to the mom and says, can I get water? And the mom says, yes. And I'm like, well, wait a second, I already told him and he couldn't. And she was just like, well, why can't he? And that one why can't he made, you know, separated the, the two divisions of the house between, mm. you know, mom and mom and, and step, step boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? So there's I a, do. So there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's, some, there's some, as my friend would always say, there's a wooing to my girlfriend that I have to do. And the wooing is like a, you know, and it's hard, bro, because it's hard. And the wooing is like a soft, feathered-down pillow, where I'm used to bringing out a hammer and trying to nail and trying to nail it into her. But and what I was doing is I had my hammer inside the pillow, and I was still she would still get a soft blow, but she would still have some metal along with it. So it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. it's doing, I'm telling you, man, it's tough. It's, it's harder than what it really is, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and again and again, um, you saying something. You saying something, man? Because because you know, and and don't ever lose the hammer. Always keep the hammer handy. Um, oh, absolutely. But saying something when you talk about children that aren't yours, when you slide into a blended family, right? Yeah. And then and then and then you want to say because I say so. You need to say there are situations where you need to say because I say so. And you're not going to be allowed to say it somewhat, or it's not going to be received well. And then right. something's going to happen 
where you got to fix it later anyway, but somebody was, you know, not not really receiving you, but when all goes, you know, um, um, haywire, you're going to have to come back and fix it anyway. Absolutely. And there was, a, and I'm going to be honest, straight up, man, it was a, a, I find myself saying that to her young voice, and that in the beginning it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've been dating her for about a year and a half. In the beginning, you know, there, I didn't come in stepping into that relationship with my coming in like, yo, I'm the, I'm the new stepdad, this is how it's going to be. No, I came in with the, with the intent and being led to, to, to know what's going on, to know the household, to know the, the basic flow of the house. Like I said before, what's the flow? How does everyone flow? Because if I come in and clog up the flow, then it's going to create a dam, there's going to be resistance, and I'm the one that's going to be affected, not them. So, but over time, my girlfriend, by the grace of God, dude, uh, has, has slowly and is slowly starting to trust and is slowly, and it's a, it's, it's a, there's, there's a time period, it just doesn't happen overnight, where I find myself now saying, like just the other day, we were sitting, I was talking to him and, and, I was, and I was looking at him, I was like, fellas, come on, we got to clean this up. And there was some back talk, and I'm like, well, we don't want to, why should we do it? And it's like, because I said so. <laughs> because yeah. I said so, you know what I mean? Like, because I am the adult, I love you, I care for you, I'm looking out for you. You don't know what the next step is before you take it. All you know is, as my dad would put it, all you see is what's right down in front of you. You can't lift up your head to see the, what's ten steps ahead of you. Because if you did, you'd be like, I need help. So, well, are, you and there married, are you married where, to the mom? No, I'm not married to the mom. I'm, we, like I said, we just went through a premarital counseling class. Uh, we've been dating for a year and a half, um, and there's been some – there's been a lot of sacrifice for myself. There's been huge sacrifice for her. So yeah, so yeah, we're 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 taking that step towards marriage right now. Are you guys living together? No, absolutely not. How how does she deal with you disciplining her children and you're not the, you're not married to her? Well, at first it was it was hard for her. It was really really hard, and like I said, it took time. It took time. I was just going to make It took some time. Uh, for that, because um, I, like I said, I didn't come in disciplining right away. It just wasn't. And when my, and if I did discipline, the discipline was don't talk to your mom like that. Don't disrespect your mother like that. Don't do that to your mom. Your mom said to do it, do it. Your mom said we got to go, let's go. Your mom said, your mom said, your mom said. It was always the mom giving it back to the mom and letting them know of her authoritative power because she's been there all seven years with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. My only question is, what if, and through all this, and you took over the discipline, what if you didn't marry her? Where would that have left her? And how would that have left the children? And how confusing would that have been? Well, say that question one more time. If you had decided or decide not to marry this woman, and you're now out of their life, how confusing will that be to the children that here's this boyfriend that's now, you know, has the authority to discipline us like that? Well, I'm, I'm, I think I misinterpreted your question. Are you saying if I'm no longer in the picture or once I yeah, come there? Yeah, you're not married to her, so you actually yeah. have no authority, um, you know, no godly authority in that home. Um, and what if, for whatever reason, you decide I'm not going to marry this woman, where does that leave her and those children? Um, since you've taken you've taken the quote unquote 
role of, of a godly father, but you're just a boyfriend? Good question, but here's the thing. I know that I'm going to marry this woman. So I can't, I'm, I can't answer that question because I know that I, I'm going to marry this woman. Question, you know what I'm but, but many times, many times that's not the case and that's not what happens, and it really screws the kids up. Oh, I, right. I, if, if you're asking me what happens if someone else were to do that, then it, yes, it does. Absolutely. But, you're, but the question that you posed was, what if I don't? And the thing is, is that my, just, 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 my, just as far as the, you know, where I'm at spiritually, where I'm at with my relationship with Christ, and where I'm being led by the Holy Spirit, I know I'm being led into this. Without a shadow of a doubt. So, you know, I, it's, that's why I can't answer that question. Now, if you said a general question was to me was, what if a man didn't leave, how would the children be affected? Yes, if the children would be affected if by you that great. There's lots of different types of men on this call, and you were going to say, okay, um, this is the way that it should be done if you're dating somebody uh, and you're thinking about marrying them or you're, you're serious about them or what, that you should step into that role. What, what, what advice would you give somebody in that situation? Somebody in a situation that you find yourself in that wasn't married that was dating somebody that had kids, would 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 you would you um, counsel them to do what you're doing, or would you say that's not appropriate? No, I would counsel them just like I said before. I would counsel any man stepping into a relationship that that uh, the woman has children from previous to let them let that man know like you can't come straight in and put your foot down. You can't come in swinging your sword and and and, and wielding your hammer. Uh, I would tell them that it's it's going to take some time. Uh, you're going to have to love that woman. You're going to have to show that woman that you're there. You, that you have to show that woman that you know that you can be trusted. You're going to have to to show that woman uh, that you're not that you're planted. You're not going anywhere. And again, over time, you're, you're, you'll see a transition in her. You'll see a transition in the children. You'll you'll definitely see a transition in the way that you guys conduct uh, raising their kids. Uh, and, I, and I'm fortunate to say that I came into this relationship with kids at seven and five. And I know some people, like my roommate, my ex-roommate, I'm sorry, he got married and he, 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 he has a, a blended family where the daughter, again, it's a female, she's 13. So she's kind of grown in her way. She's, you know, a young teen. And it's tough for him. It's extremely tough. Um, and he gets a little bit more than I get, though, again, I've been, I've been blessed to, to say that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to say that I have come in when the kids were at an early age, when they were at three and five, and I've been there on, on the fourth birthday, the fifth birthday, the sixth birthday, and the seventh birthday. But for any man going into that situation, I would say it's, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of patience, and we're talking about a patient that, you know, that the that the the one above is 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 blessing you with and showing you, uh, there's going to be some long suffering with that. You know, you're going to feel like, wait a second, like I just I feel like I can't do anything right. I feel like I can't say anything, and it's just not going over. Uh, but when you start, and I had to realize this for myself, when I remove myself from that, when I remove myself from the situation, and it's and I don't make it about me, it just this this weight seems to just be lifted off of my chest. Uh, but again, it just comes down to you can't go in as a man, forcing yourself as a man on on a, a particular situation that's already etched in stone. 
and again, I use the word to woo, you know, to to woo her, to trust you, to love you, to to know that you're not going anywhere. You know, um, I wouldn't recommend, uh, you know, living with a woman. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend, you know, anything intimately, like uh, as far as sexually, uh, right away or at all. You know what I mean? Because there's, it could be some conflict with that. And I had to learn on my own. You know what I mean? I had to learn from it. And it was taught me that, Damon, you got to slow this thing down. Like, you have to chill. You got to relax. So. Yeah, that's good words. That's good words. So do you guys have a date set? Actually, uh, this matter of fact, this past weekend, we went uh, looking at rings. Uh, so I'm going to go back out this week um, and start looking at those. Uh, so how is that in the Say again? I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Oh, I thought yeah. somebody said something. No, so um, if anything, the date, I'm not, like I said, we're not even engaged yet. And and the funny thing was, well, before before we went to the premarital counseling class, she was like, let's get gay. I'm like, no. <laughs> who said who said we had to be yeah. You know what I mean? I want the I want the real truth for you. I don't want this oh we're married, we have to get married. We have to, you know, be married because we're engaged because well, we're going to the class. Because if let's just say we didn't agree on certain things. Let's just say that we didn't have the same belief systems or, you know, same way of of, of forgiveness or, or the same ways of, of confrontation because confrontation comes. You know what I'm saying? And we have them. I'm not going to say our, our, our relationship is perfect, dude, because it's far from it. But, uh, but, um, but if anything in that class would have raised the red flag and, and that flag um, came up, we were able to address it and put that flag down and say, okay, we both agree on this. We both are on one accord on this. Um, but there's a lot of people that go through those premarital counseling classes, and everyone in our premarital counseling class was engaged with the wedding day. There was a couple that was that was already married, right. and we were the only couple that wasn't there. And the guy who was running the class said, "He's like, my job is for you not to get married. It's my job to try to to force you not to get married because I want to spare you from that. I want to spare you from that." And that's when I was like, "Cool, this is the class I want to be in. So if you can force me not to get married, and I wasn't trying to challenge it, but I was just, but again, like I said, it was just it was a it was a it was a not it was a great class and." You know, for anyone looking to get married or wanting to get married, if they are married, you know, and, and our plan, as we discussed, was to go through this premier, go through a premarital counseling class after we get married, like at least every three to five years. It's awesome. So, That's good. I think we all need help, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's important. I think that when you actually put the work in to the marriage, it helps you. And I think in a situation like yours, you're probably going to need it more because of, again, again, the fact that she's already got a family and she's been doing the independent thing. And you want to walk in there um, at some point and you're going to have to put your foot down. You're going to have to say, my way is it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and she's going to have to be all right with it. So I think right now you, you you're probably – kind of, of of letting her know of the way it's going to be. And it's kind of cool, I think, because, you know, she can say I'm in or I'm out. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh, 
prior to Absolutely. you jumping that room. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you this. There's been many a time when I said, I went out. Like, I don't, I mean, I, there were some times when I, you know, I had questioned, like, wait a second, like, and I would go to prayer and be like, God, hold on for a second. Like, are you, is this, the, is this your will for me? Is this where you need me be? And, and there was a peace about the answer that I received, and the peace was a yes. Peace was a yes. It wasn't no audible voice or anything like that. There was a peace about it. Even when I was in, you know, my emotions were high. And, and like I said, it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Because and the, I don't, uh, the man said, like, they, like, she does have a family. You know what I'm saying? And she's been doing it. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. You said something earlier um, and I want to touch on that. You said that the experience that you have, and I think this was you, um, Damien, the experience that you had when you talk about marriage situations, you, ha- you, you could refer back to your parents, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I want to stay in that era for a minute, okay, because I'm in my 40s, and when I was, when I was a young child, when my father said, because I said so, that's the word. There was no, there was no back talk from anybody in a in a hundred mile radius. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, absolutely. You know, the whole neighborhood understood what my father said because I said so. You know, and now, <laughs> and now it seems like the times have changed. You know what I mean? To the point where the wife has more of an input or more of a a a a say so. That's true. And I was going to say, I, too, am in my 40s, too. And I came from the same era that if my dad said so, there was not an it, – it, it was almost like, I see you thinking it. Like, don't you even think it. Don't you even think it. So, yeah, man, I, I'm not sure. What, what, do you, what do you think the, the, the change of the landscape of the times we're living in, what do you think happened to the, to the male figure – or the father having that authority in the home, outside the home, where everyone knew that, hey, this particular family or this father or these fathers in the neighborhood don't play. What do you think? What, what do you think happened? What do you think that was when they got lost? Well, when <laughs> oh boy, when we live in a society that basically is is saying that fathers are not important, that's what we have. Uh-huh. We live in a society uh-huh. that puts father as very... But when we live in a society that a lot of mothers and mom are saying no. that I'm better being no. single than having a father, that's what we have. Gotcha. The whole respect thing that we used to have with father is in our society going down and down and down every day. Uh, the whole masculinity that we used to have, I was brought up the same way. If my father said something, you better make sure my mom could say something. But like, once my father said something, there was no if about it. Like, let's right. But right. that thing yeah. changed with the society. That thing changed with the morality. That thing changed with the shows I've seen. That thing changed with everything. And and if we don't bring it back to the respect that we used to have masculine to have fathers, I, I'm sure it will come to a generation. I don't have kids, but I will not be surprised that the generation, it, it, it won't be that. It will be like if, if mother says something, you better not say something. 
I will not be surprised if we continue that way. Wow. Well, I got a question. Yeah, but you... Go ahead. Yeah, I got a question. The brother was just saying about his uh, fiance and his uh, his fiance son. At what point do you say, okay, these are the new rules. I am going to be the your phone is cutting up. And this is how I, I don't know if anybody else can hear. Can anybody else hear? Me and my wife exchange screens. Uh, at what point do you do that? At what is it? A restaurant? And, and how is that child? Uh, what if that child don't receive it? In the way. Did anybody hear that question? No. Uh-uh. Can, can anybody hear? He, he said, "What? What if the child doesn't receive the way the father presents?" That's all I heard. Oh. Sound like he's talking in the hallway. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was my phone. Yeah, we got to do something about that. You might need to hang up and call back. We still on? Yes, we are here. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Lines are horrible. They're horrible tonight, man. Horrible. Did anybody get what he was saying? No, I ain't catching anything. All I heard was hallway, hallway. Sound like I don't know what he was sounding like, but I couldn't hear anything he was saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I we on the fact that it's changed. Yeah. And and times have changed to the point where, you know, a man's because I said so isn't as strong as it was back in the, I guess the '60s, '70s, or early '80s. Right. You know what I mean? So I I think that it it you know it might be some some divine power. I mean, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm just could trying be, to figure out when, when it started. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, could it could it be possible, uh, because I said so, the words, the statement still holds, but it's a different, we're, in the era that we're living in, the generation we're living in, the society that we're living in, the statement the, the meaning, the definition behind the statement is still there, but we're just not saying it as saying because I said so. And because we're, and I truly believe that the generation we're living in today is, is, is highly sensitive. Like you can't say anything to anybody without somebody getting offended. Back in the day yeah. where it was, okay, I understand, let me go do some reflecting, I, I get it. Where today it's, oh, you offended me because I didn't want ice cubes in my water. I wanted lemons instead. I, I use that as a, as a, as a, as a just a real plain dummy down analogy, but maybe it's possible. And could it be possible that we as men are saying it, but we have to? We're still saying it, but we have to say it in a different way. In that, more instead of, of being so it's being so confrontational and just changing with the society how people are today and saying instead of saying I don't know 
because I said so, it could be presented of what other options do you think there are? And then the child will be able to say, well, what about this option? What about that option? And now it becomes a teaching moment for the child. It becomes a teaching moment for the father, for the father to be like, like again, just what the Bible teaches us, being the head and the authority and being like water and we're, you know, we're always flowing. We're just, we're not resistant. We're not hard. Where we get, we will, we'll, we may learn something too. You know what I'm saying? So instead of saying, like I said, instead of, and maybe we have to change the way we say it. It could be, again, it could be, you know, what other options do you think there are besides me saying, because I said so. Well, well, Dad, I was thinking, well, maybe I could put, you know, these, these shorts on instead of those shorts. Okay, well, let's go take a look at those shorts. Now, why do you think these shorts are better than those shorts, or why do you think that these shorts I'm asking you to wear is going to be is what I, is, is why I want you to wear? It could, and, the, and the person, you know, the daughter could say, "Well, you old fashioned." Well, hmm. I'm I'm not old. Being getting pregnant at 13 is never old fashioned. Getting pregnant at 16 is never old fashioned. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I just throw that out there. Maybe it's maybe sure. we as men sure. need to begin to to change our approach too. Where back then, that's the way it was, and it doesn't have to be for us. But we may be able to pull a little bit more from our children and learn more about them, what's going on in their mind, what's going on in their hearts, you know, what's going on in school, what the kids are saying, what the boys are saying, what the girls are saying. Well, we come in and say, guess what? You know what's funny? My dad used to do that too. But let me tell you this. Like I said, I'll throw that out. Wow, wow. So basically now we're, we're negotiating from a, from a point. I'm not going to use the word weakness, but let's just say we're negotiating in today's society. We're, you, you, know, just, you gave the a short. Instead of saying no, can't wham. End of discussion. Reason with you. When I was growing up, they would say, I'm not going to reason with you. There's no reasoning here. The, yeah, the answer yeah. is no. You can't go. Yeah, yeah but no. Go ahead. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I, I don't think we're negotiating from a standpoint of weakness. We're negotiating from a standpoint of power. And I just, right. again, I go back to the Bible with the with, with Jesus told about the rich young ruler. And the rich young okay. ruler came to him and was like, I know everything. You know what I mean? I know the love of my father. And Jesus said, well, if you know everything, sell everything. Get rid of it. If you know it, and he knew it because... That, that culture, they had to know all the, five, the first five books of, of the Pentateuch, back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So, so Jesus said to him, yo, if you know it, cool. Sell all your goods. And he was like, what? He, get, he really gave him an option. He gave him an option. Like, will you follow me? But in the option, he didn't like that option. He went away weeping and crying. Even Jesus gives us an option. He even gives us a choice and saying, are you going to sell everything or are you going to follow even though he's operating from a power, he's also negotiating from a, a standpoint of power and authority, never of weakness. You know what I'm saying? And, like, again, there's those times where you will have to say, because I say it all the time, like, yo, because I say, like, yo, clean your toys up. Why? Yo, look, because I said so. Just do it. I ain't got this time. We got, we trying to get out the house. You know? Well, when I was coming up and the way I raised my kids, if my parents told me, you know, what to do, if I said why, I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't even heard because I said so. I've been looking for my teeth to say that. 
right. Okay, so there wouldn't have been because I said so. All right, they said it, and that's what it was. When I spoke to my children, I said it, that was what it was. Now, if you wanted to understand my thinking behind it, you could come to me in a respectful way and ask me to explain it to you, okay, or, or how, you know, that, but, but, you know, what do we know negotiation? I'm, I'm a soften it, I'm a this or that. I have spoken, and that's, that's what true. it is. That's true. Yeah. Well, let me, yeah. let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. I just want to, you know, it's, it's easy to say that a child should do what we tell them to do because we said so, uh, or take the standpoint of a husband in the household to a wife and say because we said so. But when a system step in and say, father, dad, husband, you're going to do what I say do. So now the kids' minds are tweaked to now say it ain't what you say so anymore, dad. So how do we get around that as being the fathers that we know we're supposed to be and the men trying to be the men that we know we are designed to be? Hmm. Uh, vote the liberals out. <laughs> Say that one more time. I said vote the liberals out. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I say I... That's a good question, man. That's a good question. The first thing that just came to mind was is that we just have to take it. You have to take your, your you got to take it back to the beginning, uh, and just take it back to the beginning and how did it get here, and how did it get well, to so, where? Well, let's, you know, let's, I, I, let's, that's let's, a good question, man. I don't know. I have a good question. That's awesome. Well, well, let's 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 talk about the beginning. The beginning is you're in a divorce. You got you like your girl, like your your uh, fiance. She has a son. And let's say in the custody orders that it says that she can't spank her kid because it was prior what? abuse that might be traumatized. Uh-huh. And can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. So, so now, now, now the boy is being belligerent, and now it's time for some checking because the you know uh, 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 the. The stuff in the in, in the heart of a child is bound up. You know, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. So you have to chastise them, but you was told by court not to, or you, unless you're going to get in trouble. Now, what do you do at that point with that child in order to not be called uh, CPS to be called on? Because the judge says so. I think that I think that there are ways to do it without the. the the physical aspect of it. And I think that there are people that, you know, successfully discipline their children without the physical. If that's like, if you got, if you got some obstacles, just like you say with the court, there's got to be other ways where you can, you can, you can get your point across, you know, like repossess everything in that room. Tell them, no, you can't leave out, you know, certain things. Let me take away your cell phone. No, there's no TV. There's no nothing. You got it, and you're gonna eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. There's something. There's things that you can do that can probably be just as effective. I'm thinking, or more. Physical part. Right. Well, the reason why the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because when I was in that situation, uh, they they ordered me not to retaliate, meaning punishment, meaning eating uh, peanut butter sandwiches. 
meaning taking things out of the room that wasn't there before. And they dressed it as a, a problem that, that was emotional and nothing should be done. And if anything is done, then it was as if to me that they were coming, I had to ask them what to do. Well, see, at that point, they'd be raising that child because I wouldn't do it. I can't yeah, I say that one more I wouldn't do it either. I said at that point, I would give him the child and say, I guess you need to raise it because I'm not going to raise a child like that. That's really easier said than done because it has to yeah, be but, more. Yeah, but listen, 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 listen. You still have the option. That, I mean, so what you're telling me is that all your fatherhood uh, uh, um, strikes were, were just taken away. So all you are is a hotel at this point. That's, That's why you, you can't speak to them in a harsh way. You can't take anything from them. You can't spank them. What can you do? But still, you be a whipping boy. So that's not for me. Right. And these are the things that they, that we the conversations that we were having because they was like, well, you going you you are on probation. Uh, I wouldn't do this, that, or the third if I were you. Um, just keep it low, and we're going to be in your house for six months, and we're going to uh, this case is going to stay open for six months, and make sure that nothing is reported that is some type of retaliation until all of this blows over, and then when we leave your house, then you can go ahead and commence, but just don't put no more bruises on your kids. So I have to whatever I had to do, I had to wait it wait for six months to pass. Wow. So the, so the only reason I'm asking all of these questions is because, you know, what authority do we really have? If, is any authority behind because I said so? Huh. Let me ask you, I was just curious. Did you, have you ever, with, with this particular scenario, this situation experience, uh, have you ever just pulled a child away? And you just spent, I guess, one on one time with this, with this, with this young, this youngster, this youth, and just spend like some quality time. Maybe you know, once a week, hey, we're just gonna go to lunch every Saturday. Because I want to spend some time. Because I want to know what's going on in your world, where it's not about yeah. any, it's not about me anyway. Uh, and if you did, what was what was the response in that? What what came out of that over a period of time? Right. What the problem is? What the problem is? When you can spend all the time you want to with a child, but when you got the other parent that don't really like you, can everybody mute, mute their phones if they're not talking? We hear sirens and everything in the background. Yeah, please, please. So, so this, here's the deal: when you when you take this child and you're trying to get a one-on-one with this child, take them to the movies, take them to Red Lobster, take them wherever you got to go. Once they get the other parent in their heart or in their ear, and they, the other parents say, well, wait a minute, you, he shouldn't be doing this and he shouldn't be doing that, and then that child comes back with the authority of the other parent in your house and say, well, mom says you can't do this, and mom says you can't do that. And then it becomes a one-on-one between you and now the other child because now the other child think, that child thinks that they have rights because the other parents told them what their rights are. So now you're really fighting the other parent even though the other parent is not there. And so the other parent is telling the child what your authority hmm. is limited. 
when it's back to this topic, tying back to this topic, because I said so, it's no power in in that if you have an authoritative figure over you and it's known to the child that, look, Dad, you got to follow these orders too. And I really believe that's what led up to the the boosting of my son getting put out of the house because he, he, he thought that that authority was still with him at the age of 19. You know, let me ask this question. And and because um, I'm hearing your story, and I understand what happened to you. But just because of, and this has nothing to do with you, it's just making, you know, your story is kind of making me ask this question. Just mm-hmm. because a man is has a wife and children, should should he reserve the right to say because I said so? Or is that something that you have to you have to that's, is that like a respect that you have to earn from your family? A respect that you have to earn from your children is I feed you, I take care of you, I <laughs> make sure you eat everything, you know, I wipe your behind. Now all I'm telling you to do is clean up your room. That doesn't warrant a, well, what have you, I mean, you shouldn't question anything I tell you to do. You know, unless it's wrong. But if I'm telling you to do something like the norms, clean up your room, clean up the kitchen, and you turn around and ask me why, and my response is because I said so, I shouldn't have to earn that right, especially if I'm taking care of all the bills and I told you to do so. And it's rules in this house, and everyone has their jobs to do. Okay, okay. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. When I might have been in about 10th grade, I was selling um, – they call it loose joints. I don't know if anybody knows what loose joints are for a dollar. You take weed, mm-hmm. you roll it into a, um, to bamboo, and you sell them for a dollar, right? This I, that was my little hustle. So one day my father came in to the room, came home early, walked in my room. I think we lost it. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thought it was me. You see what I'm saying? So for him to tell me not to do hey, something. Hey, Tony, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, we lost that whole, after the 10th grade, we didn't hear nothing, bro. <laughs> we, we thought we lost you. you just uh, repeat that for me, please. <laughs> Want me to say it again? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, we can hear can you, you now. Can you hear me now? Uh-huh. So right around the 10th grade. No, can't hear you. Hello, we good? Yeah, now I can hear you. We can, we can hear you. Yes. Okay, man, these lines are horrible tonight. Go ahead. Yeah. So right around the tenth grade, I I, I saw a, I had a little hustle selling loose joints, right? And what that is is you buy, you get like I don't know, uh, just a certain amount of weed get your bamboo paper and you roll them up and you sell them for a dollar. That was my hustle. So one day my father came home early from school. I mean, when I was in school, I mean, he came home early from work, walked in the room and he sees me getting ready for the next day. I rolled up my joints, right? He's like, nah, man, you can't do that. That's not allowed. And I said to him, yeah, but you drink every day. 
you come home and you have a drink every day. So if it's something drug-related, how are you going to tell me that I can't do this and then you're doing something the same? You're giving me a bad example. Hello? And he let you get away with that. Yeah, because I was right. No, no, you weren't right. You weren't right was... because, I mean, he can he can also say, well, I'm, sab- I'm having sex too, but that doesn't mean you can do it. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but if the point was, you, you're telling me, that's like you telling me not to get high, not to have anything to do with this, but I'm watching you do it every day. You follow what I'm saying? So there's got to be something. So if you were the clean and you were the perfect example and you aren't you are doing any of these things and then you tell me it's wrong, I'll be like, okay, Pop, you're right, it's wrong. But you but give me a reason be... to rebut you. That's because you have that reason. You're a child, and it's a, it's a place for a child. I mean, it depends on how, you, how, you're, how you're raised, too. I mean, I was raised that when grown folks are talking, you be quiet. And if a grown-up uh, grown tell you to do something, you do it, especially if it's a, a mother or father or aunt, auntie or whatever. Not unless it's um, like it's something vulgar, but, no, you don't do that. But uh, even, even – let me tell you how bad this is. Even if it's something vulgar, you don't say anything. That's how deep that thing went because you do what you're told to do by an adult. As perverted as they are, you still would do what they told you to do. If they tell you not to tell, you wouldn't tell because sure. you fear a child is a liar over an adult. Uh, number two, the, the I mean, we can be as hypocritical as parents as we want to be, but just because we, we're smoking cigarettes and we're coughing up a third lung, we can't say that I'm restricted from telling my child not to smoke cigarettes. Because we are, no matter what happens to us and what we or what our choices are, we have to still raise and rear our children to, to in the way that they should go so they won't stray far. We still can follow the word even though we're not, you know, following it ourselves. The same um, the thing the same thing that happened to uh the, uh, I forgot that that uh, that prophet's name with those two sons, and he wouldn't do he would do everything God tell him to do with other people, but he wouldn't check his own sons. Still had a job to do as a prophet, and we have a a job to do as priests, priests and prophet and fathers over our house. We still have a job to do. And don't tell me I'm not doing my job, or you're not going to listen to me tell you what to do just because I got a cigarette in my hand, or just because. I drink, or just because I smoke weed. Now I know that's not right. It does, it's not. It's definitely not right in the child's eyes, you know. But I mean, I'm not going to use use the cop out. We're not perfect, but at the same time, we do have a job to do as far as rearing our children. So, so Darren, are you saying? Do as I say and not as I do? Well, that's how we were raised. Now, what the way I raised or tried to raise my children, you follow me. If I'm not cursing, you don't curse. If I don't drink, you don't drink. So I don't. Right. I, I mean, I already had a heads up because I don't do any of that stuff. So it was easy for them to me to tell them to follow me. Now, it would be a lot right. di- more difficult if I was raised in a life of, you know, being thugged out and, 
doing all these other things that I wasn't supposed to do, and then trying to rear ch- children in that manner. But that wasn't the way I, I, I did them. Right. But I, I had a question that I wanted to just put on the table, and um, I wanted to ask the brothers, and good evening to all the brothers. I wanted to ask the brothers, you know, sometimes in relationships you hear women will say, well, my kids already have a father, and they don't need, you know, a dad. But here you are, you know, you're in the home, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that I think that right there causes a whole lot of problems when you hear women say that because they don't, you know, they don't want you to, you know, to chastise their children. And they, they just let, you know, what I call just run free, you know, and you're just there. And I wanted to ask the brother who was talking about the relationship, has he ever had to deal with, you know, a situation like that before? Yeah, I think we lost him. Oh, we lost him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can try to answer that question for you. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I, this is where I believe a man needs to be so on his game as far as, and I'm not trying to bring the Bible into it, but as far as the word is concerned, he needs to let, because obviously that woman, if she's has to, if she has to ask that question, obviously she ain't, um, she's not on top of his game, or she's not aware of his responsibilities as saying, I am the father in this house. Now, if he was to come back at that woman and say, look, you know, if I'm coming in here to be your husband, I'm also being his father. I'm just not marrying you. I'm marrying y'all, you guys. I'm marrying the, everybody that you're attached to. All this briefcase and luggage is mine now. Now, if he don't take authority in his position to that woman, then she's going to continue to treat him as he's second-class citizens in her house or in her luggage or in her suitcase. But if he comes in with the authority and say, well, if you want to be with me, I'm not going to just marry you and not say anything to your children because you said they have a father. Now, if you can't agree with me, if you don't agree with this, if you don't agree with my discipline methods, if you don't agree with me saying anything to your children, if you don't agree with me giving them advice, and if you don't agree with me disciplining them, then we can't be together because I'm not just going to be with you and, and ignore them. What kind of man then would I be? Right. So if he Absolutely. doesn't, if he doesn't, if he, if he doesn't know how to bring the word back to that woman, which he's supposed to be guiding her anyway, and being her priest, if he doesn't know how to do that tactfully, if he doesn't know how to bring the scripture in and say Jesus asked his uh, when they when they told his mother and his brother was outside to go, come to talk to him, and they thought that he, that his mother and brother, which was biological, was more important than them. He stated to them, hey, who is my mother and brother? The, the ones that are my mother and brother who, who does the will of God. If right. you're the man that does the will of God in that household for that, those children, then you've got to state that and, and own that and step in that and say, hey, I own this house. Right. If that child sass you, I'm not going to call his father and say, hey, hey, man, uh, your, your kid's over here uh, being smart to my wife. Can you come say something to him? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to handle it. Now, I will inform, inform his biological father what's going on, but I'm not going to stop and pause and say, let me call your daddy. Then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm second man in my own house. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, so, so saying that, saying that, we're going to move to 2014. Do you need your wife's permission to say, because I said so? Anyway. No, you don't need her. No, you don't need her permission. Is there ever a time when we need a permission to say, because I said so? Well, you don't talk to her like that, of course. <laughs> no? No? You don't? No. You don't? No, no. I, I, would, I, would, I would never tell my wife. I would never tell my wife, you do this because I said so. I would never tell her that. So you would never put your foot down when it comes to her? I would put my foot down. That's not the same as saying I, because I said so. It's the same thing. You but, put your foot down and you say because I said so is the same thing. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. You can you can put your okay. foot down by saying, well, babe, you know what? I heard from God. Because I'm not saying use this as a cop-out. But if you're saying, look, no, I, am okay. main, I, I am mainly responsible for this situation. If this goes Don't put bad, it on God. God ain't got, God, God ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with you telling her to cook dinner. Okay, she ain't got nothing you, to do with that. That's, that's, that's small potatoes. I wouldn't even fight that battle. I cook my own dinner. Now I'm talking about on some serious situations. I'm not. I'm not going to be. If she's bad with me and everything, I'm not going to. I yeah, and you know, I ain't cooking for you. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I can understand that she's mad. She's upset. She don't want to cook. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, stir the fire by saying, "Hey, hey, look here. The Bible said you should submit to your husband." I'm not going to go there with it. Uh, but I'm not going to make her do anything at that point either. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put my foot down. Now, what I will put my foot down on is. If you want to buy something and you want to use a large portion of money to do so, and 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 I don't see it it being feasible because we can't work it out, and I am, uh, you know, it, it's my main responsibility to make sure everybody have a roof over their head, and if it's not conducive to what we got going on in our household and living situation, I would say I would put my foot down by saying no, I don't, I can't, we can't do that right now, and here are the reasons because she's a partner, I treat her as a partner at that point. I can't treat her as a child. Right. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, so the man that says, because there's some men, and there may be some men on this phone, that says, happy life, happy wife. Happy wife, happy life. I don't say it, so I don't really know the correct way to say it. So I think it's happy wife, happy life. Does that brother ever get a chance to say because I said so? No, because he done gave up. He done gave up his I said so when he said that. <laughs> he done gave he in. He but why? But how come so many people say that though? So many people agree. Then you hear five, four or five people agreeing. They'd be in a supermarket. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, them the henpeck. Them them hen. You know, that, that's the henpeck dudes. James I Evans think, never said happy wife, happy life. Well, I, I think, think some of it. I mean, this is just my opinion. But I think some of it can be because women are very emotional. And they like to, you know, a lot of drama with 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 some women. And men, sometimes they take that laid back approach, and you know, and they feel like, well, you know, I let her just have her way, and I ain't got to go through all that. But I, I think that a lot of times, men in this 21st century, we're going to have to learn to be more dominant because God has given us. And I don't mean to, you know, make it, you know, Bible study, but we do have. You know, three things. That's that's dominion, power, 
and we have um, the authority. And when we take that, those two things, and we just lay them on the floor, and we just allow the woman to to move and to operate in those three, and we take a lackadacious attitude about them, and then all kinds of repercussions happen. You know, they begin to speak to us any kind of way, and our children, they begin to, you know, follow mom or whoever's dominant, and it just causes a whole lot of other problems. Mm. That's true. Mm. Mm. So, so who, who is, so who is more likely to get quit? I'm gonna use the word quit because a lot of times you say, "Well, I quit you," you know, in, in a marriage. Who's the one that? And again, the result being divorce. Who's the one more likely to be divorced or quit in a marriage? A man that says frequently because I said so and puts his foot down and, and is firm that never says it. The one that never says it. Why is that? You can take a lion. <laughs> Not <laughs> well. You you can take a. I, I I heard I heard this somewhere, uh, and I'm going to repeat it. I can, I will give the person credit if I can figure out who who I heard it from. But I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this. This guy said it was you just giving us a story, and he said it was um it was some some uh, kitty kitty cats. Small cats that took this baby cub, and and it was an orphan, and then took him to the, it, its home and and raised that cub. The cub was, and they was trying to teach the cub how to meow, but the cub was trying to meow, but it was way below its regular tone that he was born with. Okay, so then one day, the cub now being two years old. And bigger than everybody in the house, he heard a loud, loud roar, and it came to his attention. Wait a minute, that sounds more like me. And he went to the window, and the cat, the little kitty cat, was like, "Get away from that window, because I'm your parent." But it was drawn to that loud roar, and then it and it and it repeated the roar that it, it heard. Now the king or that lion know what who he was and what he was. Now I said all that to say. That happens to a man as well. If you put him in the house with a bunch of with a woman that's really controlling him, that's not his natural position. So he's going to get tired. That the one who's always like giving in to the woman, the one who says "happy wife, happy life." That guy's going to. He's not walking in his natural uh, position. So he's going to get tired of bowing down to something he's not naturally created to bow down to. So if he's going to sit up here and listen at this woman bark at him all the time, he's definitely going to say, you know what, I'm out. I can't deal with this no more. I can't even be a man in my own house. I don't feel like a man. I feel like one of them children. Mm. You, you, you know the first rule that you tell your your son's in the playground? The first rule, and I'm pretty sure you've all said that, the first rule, when you go to school, when you go to the playground, when you're out and about or um, among your peers, the first time you got to take care of it. The first time. Not the second time, not the first, third, third time. Every time somebody steps you out of line, you can handle it right then and there. And the reason why I'm saying this is that's what you 
Hey, Tony. First time. Tony? Hey, Tony, we're losing you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up that other line, man. No. Uh-uh. Pick up your other line, man. You still there? Can y'all hear? No. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We lost that whole story about the playground. Yeah, I'm just saying the playground, you know, when you're out there, the first person to step to you, you got to handle it. And if you're in a marriage where your wife is consistently running over you over and over again, it means as though the first time you didn't handle it the first time, you let it get away with it. You know what I mean? So, so, so to Darren's point, that guy is going to leave, but he didn't do his homework in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Are we still on? Because I can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Go. I yeah, go ahead, bro. I want to change the, um, the direction here for a second. Okay. And I want to talk about intimacy. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> because the words, because I said so, um, <laughs> can help you or hurt you when it comes to intimacy. <laughs> in a, yeah, in a marriage. Um, um, do you think that when you're talking about intimacy and sex, do the words say, do the words, because I said so, play a part on either role, either side, yours or hers? It's kind of like a trick question. No. No, no that ain't no trick question. No, that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't even use the Bible to try to get some booty. <laughs> you going to use the Bible to get some booty? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that scripture. <laughs> hey, your body is not mine and mine ain't yours, so get it up. I just, can't do that. Gotcha. I would say it is a trick question. I think it is a trick question. I think it is a trick question. And and the reason I say that is because, yeah, it's twofold. Thank you, brother, because if you're a wimp, then, you know, you ain't getting none that way either. But if you put your foot down and, you, you, you know, you bring the base and you bring some firmness, I think I think that to a degree, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Now, fellas, I'm not saying being dis, being disrespectful, but I'm just saying that if you're a wimp, then that's not appealing to a woman either. You know, so that's why I think it's a it's a trick question because if you don't utilize the authority that you have that you've been given, if you you know put it on the shelf and never utilize it. And I, I don't think that bodes uh, well in your favor either. No, no, no. Hmm. Come in now. That's that's. I don't agree with that. Well, I, I agree okay. with it to a certain extent. Thank you, brother. Get him. Get him. Tell him. I mean, if <laughs> if we live 
to what we believe. I'm not trying to make this Bible study, but it's not just, you know, when it's convenient. Right. Because, I mean, if, if, if we're in relationship and and our children, you know, want to each other, that's how we live. And it ain't no, I mean, if you if you fasting or doing something like that, I can understand. But it ain't no because you mad with me and, uh, you know, it ain't going to be that. No, no, we ain't gonna, we're not going that route because, you know, you out of order. And so we got to sit down just because of that, and we got to have a powwow. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, no, I mean, that, that should be an issue that I don't think really no brother should really, I mean, if you depend on how deep you into the word, you know, if you're living by the word, now if you're not, it's a whole different situation. But if you are, then that should be a situation where, you know, you 100% in that area, you know, we ain't going to walk around the house mad and all that, no. It is what it is. Well, you can't you can't expect to be mad and then and and you and you in that spot where you horny and want to be with your wife, but you mad, right. but you like like yeah, you can't be expecting anything from that because then it's gonna cross the lines of, you know, disrespecting her and uh, right. some can say, you know, I think we asked this question on the show one time, can you rape your wife? And I think that we'll be crossing those lines at that point. But at the same time, I believe if you're operating in your authority at all times then naturally everything else is going to fall in order in the bedroom. So if you if sure. now 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 what I'm what I mean by that if your wife every woman wants a man that takes the authority. But every right. woman don't get that. So if a woman got a man that takes the authority and he takes the authority in everything, she would no problem submitting to him in the bedroom without him having to say anything like, hey, 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 it's time. You know, he don't have to do all of that because she knows, hey, he's going to be intimate with her in the bedroom and strong at the same time. But he's not going to do it. He's not going to be disrespectful. He's not going to be uh, um, wordy with, with whatever he wants. He's going right. to be compassionate with making love to his wife. Now, he's not going to come in there like King Kong and say, give me this stuff. He's going to always be in an authoritative position, and she's going to always be in a submissive position. It should be. But, you know, but but sometimes women are, there's some women that are sensitive and that that's just who you are, you know, and they and they don't want to. What do you mean if, sensitive? No, I mean, because, like, some brothers, you know, they, they like strong lovemaking. And a woman never wants for a man to make her feel like, you know, she a piece of meat. You know, I'm, I'm just saying some women are sensitive that way. So I, I, in a sense, I agree with what you're saying, that we do have to be gentle and tactful enough to where we don't make our, our women feel that way. Well, you can't make your women feel like, you can't, I, you can't make your woman feel like you made, you know, when you had, when you was in the world and, and you had women all over the place and you just had, you know, uh, you know, screwing buddies. You know, screwing buddies right. and 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 being in a relationship with the with your wife, uh, it's gonna be different. You know, it should be different. Well, it, it should. shouldn't be the yeah. It shouldn't it shouldn't be the same. So you know, uh, and to your wife out to the girls out there that you just you know was just doing whatever you wanted to do with them and you just wanted to screw them, it would be like been over because I said so. You can right. talk to them like that. But when you when you talking to your wife, your help me, 
your partner in life, it's way more different. It's way more different. You guys are in a relationship, and the because I said so methods and 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 barbaric barbaric activities are out of the window. Now, it no not to say you you can't get barbaric after you get into it, but it, right. it shouldn't. It, it can't be that right out the gate like you would some girl that you just wanted to sleep with. And that's when you make your wife feel like you're going to the going to the toilet on it, you know, so to speak. You know, you can't make her feel that way. Absolutely. So that's why that that's why that because I said so doesn't work with your wife. Does it work? Where did the women? word barbaric come from? Barbaric. Where did that? I mean, how did that get into the mix? A little lost. The reason why I say barbaric is because you know when when we trying to I'm gonna say do the beat it up dance right. You know, the, the beat it up right dance with uh what what baby boy did on uh with Tyrese did oh, on baby, baby boy. boy. Yeah, you yeah. know, he he takes that mentality when it's just a girl he's screwing. I mean, well, men take that, well, I'm going to go ahead and smash this, and I'm going to roll out. You know, I'm going to go over here and do this thing, and it's just like an activity, just like going to get some water. But you don't treat your wife like that, and that's that's barbaric activity. You can go from one girl house and not even wash yourself off and go to the next girl house and do the same thing and come back with your black book and show your boys, hey, I got hit three today, Doc. How many you got? You know, it's not a competition when it comes down to your wife. And that's barbaric so what, activity. So, so, so but, but, but again, and I hear that, but, but we are talking about marriage. So, mm-hmm. so how, do you, how do you equate that, because I said so, to your own marriage? I mean, you know, yep. I mean, so the beat it up style your wife is exempt from that? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, well, no, I mean, that's, what I, that's what I said. Out the gate, you can't come in there like you would just, you know, hey, I'm going to show you who who your, who your best is. You can't you can't come out there on your wife like that, like you can do any other chick on the street that you were just screwing. You have to come to your wife with respect and the decency to let her know intimacy is important first. Now, if you want to get a little rough, you know, you, you drive the train. But I'm not gonna come out there and just you know come off the top rope and be like, hey, hey, let, let me go ahead and show you what it is. I mean, not unless you just say, hey, I want you to show me what it is, Big Daddy. Now you know now that's a communication and that's a that's a style that she wants from her husband. But it can't yeah. be the husband initiating that thing. I don't believe. I think that's where I think sometimes that's where we go wrong in a marriage. And this is just well, my are personal the other opinion. On the call? Are, they, are y'all married? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I was just asking because this, for me, it, it's different when you, when you're not married, and you're looking in, you know, from one perspective, and when you are married, and then you see, well, you see things. I, which, my opinion, you see things a little different because that's your wife, and you know, and it's the other other situation. It's not your wife, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the places that we go wrong, one of the areas that we go wrong is we don't we don't maintain that relationship that we have with her once we get married. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like when you're well when you're out dating you slap her on the booty. Hey, come here. You know I'm gonna do what you, you know it's gonna happen to you later, right? You know that dirty talk, that all that stuff that we did when we were courting, 
you know, the freaky deaky stuff, trying to get it in when you can get it in. All that stuff was acceptable. And then you say, you know what, I want to marry you. And then we get married and then we get we get uh, different. You know, now it's my wife. And then well, later on, now it's the mother of my kids. On the brother side or the, or the female side? Huh? Do you feel... Do you feel that you know that change is more on the on the male side or the female side? Because you know I, I've experienced women. You know I've been married twice, so you know a lot of times what I've experienced a woman might she may act one way before you marry her, and then when you marry her, it's something different. Yeah, but that's that's just my experience. That's a good experience. I mean, you you. I got no answer for you. You know why? Because that's a thousand percent correct. <laughs> well, that was that with both wives, brother. I mean, you say you've been married twice. I mean, was, was that was that with both women? I know uh, just the first one. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, to your point, to y'all, I believe that you know it's it's up to the individuals. You know, if I mean, uh, you know, me and my wife been married for eight years, and I and how I treated her when we was dating. I still treat her like that to keep her, you know, um, whatever she was liking when she was dating, you know, uh, like today, you know, after I finished working out, I've always done this and I never stopped. Uh, if she hadn't worked out and I have, then I walk up to it and put her face in my sweaty T-shirt. I walk up to it like I'm not wet and then I smear her face in my T-shirt. I mean, that's even though she said, ew, 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 get away from me, get away from me, and she'll run around, she still love it. I know she still love that. You see what I'm saying? Right. Man, yeah, but that's that, good. Yeah. But... Go, ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. And if I stop that, you know, then I'll then I'll be like, uh, I, I just did my I just did my hose like that. I ain't do my wife like. No, I do. That's a part of love. And if I, I smacked her on the booty eight years ago, and I still smack her on the booty today. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing. It's nothing that that's changed, but. When it does change, then we have to check ourselves. Yeah, and uh, and kudos to you, man, because that's good. That's good that y'all maintain that friendliness that you had, the openliness that you had. You know what I mean? And you didn't get all married on her. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we get married to the point where it's like, oh, like, like I was saying before, you know, it's my wife now, it's the mother of my children. I can't do certain things. And then right. you lose it for a little while, and then you are afraid to ask. Then it's time to get freaky and you're afraid to because you're like, I don't want to, you know, I ain't, we ain't done that in so long, you know, that way, so I don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, if that's making any sense. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, brother. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's good for, for you know, for him to keep keep doing that. Um, yeah, it's good words. Good words. Good words. Now, the flip side to it is when, you know, they change, I'm going to speak to what the brother was just saying earlier, about is it the male changing or the female changing? So I'm going to speak to the fact that the female change and the sex habits change. And they may not be, they may not be physically or verbally saying because I said so, but you know that the amount of times that you're making love with them has decreased. Mm. The amount of time that you're getting invited in has Lessened. So now you're sitting there talking about, man, you know, we were trying to, we were getting it in three times a week to once every other week. 
So they didn't say, well, no, we're not going to do it when you want to do it. But it's kind of like a silent because I said so, because now they're controlling it. And I hear mm. that a lot. Right, but you right. remember what you said at the beginning of this conversation. Sure. You said when you when you see a change, it needs to be communicated. Mm-hmm. When when you see a change, like when I, I felt, like I, I think I said this before, when I saw that my sex life was decreasing in my marriage, and I didn't realize that my wife didn't see it or she didn't even notice it. But when I when I told her the amount of times and I've logged it down and I, you know, I know how many times we've done it this week, her, her mind frame was, no, we did it three times this week. I said, no, that was three times this month maybe, but not three times wow. this week. So yeah. we was that far off basis where when we didn't communicate, the time between our encounters were fewer and fewer. And then after I made that communication and I broke that barrier, now it's like, wait a minute, now I'm aware like you're aware because I know that you're aware. And I don't, wanna, I don't want to be that far off base anymore. Right. So you have to continue to communicate whatever. If, if you're not getting sex or making love with your wife as often as you should possibly can, or like, uh, as much as you would like to, you've got to first find out why we're not doing it as much. You know, do you need me to cook sometime, or do you need me to take the kids off your hand? I wouldn't do it as often as Rodney, but that's the way their household works. I'll do it as often as I can do it. Right. And you got sure. three three babies. When you got three babies, that's a, that's a whole nother. You probably got to make a schedule for it. But when you don't have three babies anymore, and when you got teenagers that can kind of take care of themselves, and your sex life is lacking, now you got to say, okay, babe, look, I'm keeping score now. You know. I, I, you know, you 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 have no excuse not to be, you know, swinging from the chandeliers. You know, mm. we empty nesters. You know, we we, you know, you. I want to I want to install a pole in the house. I mean, you, you got to think of stuff. Did you say a pole? Uh, yeah, strip pole, dancing pole, strip pole, whatever you want to call it. You, you keep that excitement in the relationship and in the marriage. Somebody got to get up on that pole, though. That's what I was about to say. And, um, you know, I guess I'll drop a monkey wrench, you know, right there because who's going to use the pole? (laughs) Both of us. I'll entertain it. Dan, you getting up on that pole? Hey, I'll entertain it. If she wants me to – this is my wife in the comfort of our own bedroom. I'll try to get up there if I – whatever you want me to try, baby, just so I can (laughs) – we can end up together at the end of the night. Whatever. This is our I mean, code. I hear what you're saying, Darren, but I think a lot of times it's easier said than done because some women just lose total interest, man, and you you just got to be like, okay, I got to go back. Well, I won't say back to the drawing board, but you got to be very, very creative to get her to the, to the place, you know, where y'all once were. You know, we as men, you know, Naturally, we're always ready. Don't take too much for us, but it, just psychologically, you know, for some women who were married to, whether it be the kids or whatever, you know, whatever the reason is, we just got to be very, very creative. And I think I in your think household and my household, probably totally different, you know. Well, 
I think it, it, I think we need to go back to why is she's not a. We got to look at why is she's not as attractive to us before as she is now or as she was before. Now it could be that man when we first got married you used to man up to everything. Now you kind of now I'm kind of running over you. That's a turnoff to some women. Okay, mm. well, yeah, well, before you used to have a job and now you don't barely want to work. That's a turnoff to some women. I'm not saying right. that's the of our case, but if something happened that triggered her to think that I am not attracted to you as I used to be. Now, and, and, now and I'm going to tell problems. you another thing. Huh? Now we got serious problems. Yeah. Because yeah. we've already said divorce is not an issue or I mean, uh, a solution, and she's not feeling attractive, you know, the way she should. We've got problems. Serious problem gotta, because now, but, you know, sex is an issue and intimacy, you know, all the way around. You know, and sometimes it doesn't have to actually be, at least for me, you know, intimacy, you know, one on top of the other. But I'm saying it could be, okay, we're just going to go and watch a movie together. We're just going to spend, just you and me, sit down and we're just going to watch a movie together and we're just going to reminisce and talk about, you know, things that, you know, we used to talk about. But when we lose that affection and intimacy with one another doing simple things, we got problems. So yeah. how do we deal and get past that, you know, that issue right there? And my question was actually similar to that, brother, is that whose responsibility is it? You know, is it the man's responsibility or is it uh – you know, dual responsibility. Well, I like cool. the, you know, when the, when the intimacy is lacking, you know, going back to, to Tony's original question, when the intimacy is lacking, you know, if we're on the outside looking in, is it the husband's responsibility solely to yes. improve the intimacy or is it a dual effort? Well, I think it's the responsibility. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Dan had a good point when he said we got to find out what it is. Once we pinpoint what it is, then I think we can, you know, we can move from that point, you know, where we need to go, where we need to start doing, because we don't know what it is, and we got, we're just going to be going around in circles, you know. What's even more important than that, brother, what's even more important than that is to intercept it once you see it and don't let it, Continue to, well, I wonder what's wrong. Don't don't wonder nothing. If you see something that's wrong, you address that problem right then and there. Address it then. Don't wait and see if she can pick up like you done picked up on it. By that time, it'll be too late if you wait around like she waiting around. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to answer Rodney's question in a different way. And mm-hmm. yes, it might be the man's responsibility in the beginning. But I think that it's also the woman's responsibility to make herself available and receptive to his efforts. Mm. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't just brush it off and be like, "Oh, he won't have boo. He won't get some booty again," or "Oh, he's okay. just trying to touch me because he won't get some booty." You know what I mean? But if mm. you know, sometimes we we may we may just want to be affectionate, right? You know, and they equate it to something else. Mm. Yep, that's true. You know, so don't just sit back and wait on me. You know, you got, you got, you have a role in this too. You know, I mean, sometimes I want to be approached. 
know. I'm no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have that conversation because then it'd be a no. If I want it, I'm going to get it. That's part of being that that authoritative position. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Now, if you want something, you come holler at me. But, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait around for you to holler to wait to, to tell me that you're ready for me. No, I'm. I'm not gonna wait for that. Now, if you want some, holler at me. But I'm not gonna tell you to come come, come and whine and die. No. Well, yeah, you don't never get done if you got to do it that way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, so, so, so what you're saying is you wouldn't mind receiving a text message from your wife, a freaky text message talking about what she's going to do to you when you get home from work. Oh, that's great. That's absolutely great. I mean, but if you don't have that, I mean, if, if you got that, my brother, man, you, boy, you riding on the wind. But if you don't have that, <laughs> man, you in trouble. <laughs> but there's the you keep hearing about it. I mean, it's you talk about women who are over their 40s, you know, going closer to their 50s. You know, you, you, I mean, if you, if you do have a woman like that, man, pat yourself on the back, start shouting hallelujah. My wife, my wife, she'd be 46. She just turned 46. I'll be 41 tomorrow. And I'm all, I, I, my text messages keep coming and I love it. Even though she go to sleep when I get home, but I still get to know that she's still interested and that, and that makes me feel real good. But, but but I send them so often. Now I send right. them. But losing you, bro. We're losing you. I think he's gone. Well, yeah, he yeah, got called back in with a regular phone at this point because it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, gone. But, I think but, his computer is about to die. So. But, I mean, on the single front, I mean, um, you know, going back to the brother's question, do we, you know, do we have any representation uh, from the single guy, you know, to sort of give us the other side, you know, to this? Is anybody out there? I don't know. There's got to be somebody that's single on the on the, on the, on the show tonight. We ain't all. We man. was all single. We was all single at one point. We all can answer the question. You know what I mean? On the single side, you know. I mean, it's been a minute for most of us, but, you know, the representation, I mean, even you're single, you still want, you know, to be the victim of a booty call. <laughs> it is what it is. You don't always want to be chasing. You want, you know, the phone to ring be like, look, you know, come on over. You know what I mean? I got a little something for you. You know, you want, you know, that door to knock, you know, knock, you, you're the single guy, you open the door, you got that raincoat with nothing under it. We like that stuff, man. We don't always want to be the hunter. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What, exactly what's the fun right. in that? Sometimes you want to be the hunted. You know what I mean? You go to the bar, you sit down and have a drink, a young lady, you know, buys you a drink. You know, we need that as men to know that we still got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you still, and again, he was right, because if you're getting that in a marriage, 
I'll take my hat off. Yes, sir. So I think in reality, we just have to deal with reality. We we don't get that, and so we have to deal with you know the the what we actually dealing with is look. I'm not getting that, brother. So how do we effectively, you know, get what we need to get? Now, Darren, you're on, you're on a whole different level. You know, praise God for you, man. You know, but I'm not where you are. And so for me, yeah. you know, I, I have to constantly, you know, give and take, you know, because I have to sometimes what, you know, I don't know if you brothers experience, but I have to go through what I call an emotional storm where, you know, my wife don't want to hear nothing when it comes yeah. to intimacy. And, and I really struggle sometimes, man, because, you know, that's my wife. You know, she's not just anybody, you know, and I want to spend time with her. But everything is, you know, um, just don't want to, just don't have an interest at all. And so I struggle with that. But what it does, it, it throws me in, in into a lot of prayer, you know, because, you know, if I can't complete something, you know, naturally, you know, I have to, for me, I'm just talking about me now, I, because I am a man of prayer, I have to go into the spirit and I have to pull it down that way. So, you know, a lot of young brothers, man, they got to really learn that. And, they, you know, I found I found out and I'm learning that, you know, a lot of brothers get beat up because their prayer life is raggedy, you know, mm. and they don't time there, you know. Yeah. So when we start... Yeah. You know, becoming real men. Real, oh, I just believe real men do, you know, real things to get, you know, real results. And when something is not going our way, we as brothers, I think we really just have to, you know, talk to each other, you know, and find sure. out. Uh, oh, go ahead, brother. No, I'm agreeing with you. We do agree that we have to talk to each other. Trust me. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And you said that, you know, when it comes to, you know, your situation that you said your wife doesn't want to hear anything with regards to intimacy. What do you, what do you mean by that? Like you well, can't I mean, bring it up or? No, I'm saying sometimes, you know, I might I might be in that mood and she just emotionally, you know, she's just not there. Because, you know, my wife is, she's, you know, she's, She's constantly praying, and she's doing, you know, she's reading the Word a lot. And so, on one hand, I'm super, super excited to have a woman like that. But on the other hand, you know, it's like if I really look at me, it's like I feel neglected sometimes. And I have to really, really um, take a step back and, you know, and say, am I really being selfish or what? You know, is there a lack nah. of communication? You know, and so, no. you know, everybody don't have that situation but let me tell you, you know, something. that's just my situation let me tell you something about what i think about your situation and i don't know you so i'm just talking because of what we you know again not not on a personal level, i'm just talking from what i'm hearing right and so yes she that is the kind of woman you want that's spiritually grounded okay you kind of got an idea of what she's going to do and what she's not going to do Right. You definitely know that she's going to put God first before she makes most of the decisions in her life. Right. Okay? So as far as infidelity and all that stuff is concerned, she'd rather cut her own finger off than spite God that way. Exactly. Gotcha. So so the, the flip side to that coin is this. 
she's putting you in a situation where you can now become weak, though, and go astray. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So when yeah. we sit down and we talk about, yeah, you know, I got this woman and she's heavily in the word and she's grounded and she spends a lot of time in a prayer closet, yes, all that's fine and well, but we still have to watch out for our brother so our brother don't fall weak. And sometimes when you get in a situation where you're feeling weak, like, man, because we need affection. We need intimacy. It's not, it's not something that there's no elective there. That's something that we right. need. Right. You know what I mean? The flesh is something that we struggle with more than them, hopefully. Yeah. It's just that. Because you've got a woman that's got a problem with the flesh. You've got more issues than, than most men. But if you got a problem, we have issues with the flesh. We think about, just like you said, we're ready all the time. So right. being ready all the time, we need for them to be ready at least half the time. Right. If you can't meet me halfway sexually, then I got a problem and I may stray. And I don't want to stray at the hands of you because you weren't being obedient, you know, to your marriage. Speaking to the right. Lord. You know, no, so we can't come slack in that area. Yeah, we can't cut them slack in that area and be like, yeah, I understand. You're praying, I understand. you got the kids. No, you can't. You have to be focused on this marriage piece. This marriage piece consists in intimacy, which is love-making, sex, touching, TV, lifetime, walking, hands, holding hands, grocery shopping together, all this kind of stuff that we have to do amounts to intimacy. But if I'm not getting that, then I'm on empty, and I may have to go somewhere else and get it against my own will. So what if the opposite was true? What if, you know, the wife was coming to the husband and the husband was like, eh, not in the mood, just get on away from me. I'm reading my word right now, you know, I'm praying and meditating on the word. You know, then what? What will her response I, be to that? I'm going to say this to you. God ain't telling you to do that. That's, that advice is not coming from God. God mm. is not telling you to sexually neglect your spouse. At all. Because, yeah, I wholeheartedly because, agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, the ramifications are too. I mean, adultery is in the Ten Commandments, man. Come on now. You know what he speaks on? There's only Ten Commandments. Think about this, y'all. Ten Commandments, out of all the commandments they could be, there's only ten. And I know that's Old, old Testament, but still, it's only ten. And one of them happens to be adultery. So that must mean something serious to God saying, do not commit adultery. Meaning, so if you don't commit adultery, we have to build safeguards for you not to commit adultery. That's why they gave you one wife, one husband, and your job is to satisfy them. Right. To keep them from, from, to keep them so they can keep that, you know, commandment, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Darren, the man is doing that? Yeah, the, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying Darren has gotten kind of quiet over there. I was wondering what his opinion was. Oh, he um, his computer died. His computer oh, died. Oh, okay. yeah, so he's he's done for the night. Oh, so. okay. Well, man, you brothers have definitely been an inspiration to me. And I, I yeah. Thank I thank y'all for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just try to show up every week, man. And, be creative with a topic and just expound on it. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know? Yeah, but um, hopefully, you know, that... And again, you're not alone because a lot of times we hear it a lot. Even in my own marriage, man, you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, why is the intimacy 
where it's at versus where it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? What happened? You know, sometimes I start to think maybe she really wasn't that person that right. I thought she was. Right. Hey, hey Tony, maybe you know all yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And this kind of, um, no, and I kind of want to say this to the to the uh, brother who was just talking about his um, wife being into the word and prayer life, and not as much into uh, her sexual life. Um, sometimes, um, in marriage, a person can be kind of distracted by, uh, you know, anything. It can be your, it can be your work. It can be anything, and it can also be prayer, and. Um, She's uh she probably has to process through um uh that whole you know, just that whole process and she'll probably get past it and understand that it's not that demanding and then probably be more available for for intimacy. But it, it you know, those things in life can be a distraction and it it happens to me sometimes when I get really focused and and uh and I'm just not thinking about that stuff. Like that, because I'm too focused. Right. Because I got, like, just 25,000 things going on, and I don't have just a normal life, you know, just a normal routine. So it just it's just very, very distracting. And I can see that being the case, say, with your wife, if, um, if she's different than what she was before. And, Tony, you were just talking about how a, per- a person can change. That can in my opinion, easily happen through the course of a marriage. As you sure. as you grow and as things change and as you get new goals and new objectives, um, pretty much if you don't have just pretty much a a predictable life, I think it's really you can really be distracted from sex in that type of lifestyle. Hmm. You know, in a lifestyle that's not predictable. Sure. It, it can it can it can dampen your your sex life, I think, as adults. Yeah, I just think that, and, and and good words, and I agree with you. I just think that the the risk is too high when you neglect that. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times we talk about why people separate, you know, and a lot of it is because of you know intimacy and sexual and not feeling wanted kind of stuff. You know, neglect. Yeah, but I, yeah and I think that. I think we make the mistake as as men and as husbands, um, not not being forthcoming, not being articulate as we need to be with frequency. And going back to the topic, you know, because I said so, um, you know, how many of you have ever spoke to your wives and said, "We're going to need to find a way to be intimate." sexually three times a week or whatever your number is. I mean, have you been bold enough to really just put a number on it, you know, and that way it's clear that we all know it's seven days in a week and you look up and it's Thursday and you, you and, and the wife is, y'all haven't been intimate and it's Thursday. I mean, there's only a few days left on the calendar. So, you know, how many husbands have literally said to your to their wives, look, we need to be intimate X amount of times per week. That's what my expectation is. And, you know, maybe initially she can't meet your expectations, you know, for whatever reason, as the brother said, distractions. But at least there's a metric 
where it's not just, you know, something in your mind as far as that number and, you know, her mind might be once a month. I mean, I don't know. But mm. how many of you have actually, you know, have you, have you said, you know, we, we need to be sexual this amount of times a week? You know, to just make it plain, you know? I mean, how many have been that bold and that plain to really articulate, you know, what what you would like to happen? Right. Anybody? Nobody. And I think that's the problem. I have. You know. I have. Oh, okay. I was going to let somebody else answer. I have. Okay. <laughs> There's no okay. doubt. I have. I yeah, yeah, I have. And I've also said if we have to talk about it, we have to have that conversation, it's a problem. <laughs> hey, so can I ask you and I, and I apologize I wasn't able to um hear the entire call, so I don't know if I might ask something that was covered earlier. But yeah. why do you think you had to do that with your wife? Because if there's a situation where a week goes by and we haven't done it, to me, there's a problem. Something's going on. With, with, Not in that type of situation. On, you know what I mean? But there's there's neglect. Yeah. There's something. Something's happening. You know, within a week, we haven't touched in in an intimate setting. Something's wrong. We need to fix that. But but just take that 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 type of an example, and I'll just use you. Yeah, you because you, basically because you're talking basically, but True. um. So in that type of situation, how would that have happened? Would you have not been trying to touch her? Would she have been kind of, you know, um, resisting you? Or how would that have happened? Um, again, it could have been, it could have been, you got, you know, you got to go, you go to bed for work early. I'm doing something else in the other room. I haven't been in there. Um, I could have been just, it slipped by, just like Dan was saying, you know, okay, you know, he thought his wife was under the impression they did it three times one week, and he said it was three times in a month. It was just, it was an oversight. But if it's an oversight, we need to fix it to prevent well, an oversight. Me, yeah, let me ask you a question on that front. Now, you said that, you know, you're off, you know, working on something. You know, it's always something to do. Let me ask you just a straight-up question, bro. If your wife came and found you while you're working, and you're, I mean, you're really in the middle of something that's important and maybe has a deadline, and the question is simple. Would you stop what you're doing and be intimate with your wife? It's funny that you ask that question. <laughs> It's funny that you're asking that question. And I think at least one other brother on this call is going to, re- is going to appreciate my answer. Okay? <laughs> my answer is 100% I'm going to stop what I'm doing. Right. I'm go take care of her. Right. This flip side to that coin, though. Flip side. Mm-hmm. I may not get that same response when I go to her. Right. Right. Mm. It may be, oh, you know I'm in the middle of this, and you know I got to do this. I got to get up in the morning, and you know I got to, ah, all that. Hey, but Tony, Tony, would you you stop exactly what you're doing because you want to please your wife, or would you stop because you have been turned on and you're responding to the fact that you've been turned on? Well, that is definitely a turn on to me when she comes to me that way. There's no doubt about it. So it's probably one of both. 
Probably both. Okay, well, okay, now let me flip on the flip side. What if that doesn't turn her on? Like if she's in the middle of something, and just because you approach her and, you know, you're feeling frisky, what if that doesn't turn her on? You, you're not responding you're right. to her. You're responding to your Like when you stop, it's because you're responding to your own feelings. You're not going against, you, you're not feeling like, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's almost like an animal response with you. So it doesn't, sure. that don't take nothing. It's almost a natural response. That don't take no work. Sure. But if it's not like sure. that for her or the other person, whoever it may be, then it's not fair to say, I'll stop on a dime. Why can't you? Because maybe they're not turned on by that situation. Well, I think that it goes back to the way that we're wired versus the way that they're wired. See, they're wired to multitask. They're wired to worry. They're wired to stress about certain things that we could care less about. You see what I'm saying? So we may go to them one particular time when they're stressing about, oh, man, I got to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> With us, 5 o'clock in the morning, we're going to get it in and still get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's different the way, you know what I'm saying? So I just think it's an X and O's kind of thing for them. And you're right. you got a point. I'm not trying to discredit what you're saying. She, that may not be the thing that turns her on. She may say, okay, well, yeah, I hear you, but wash these dishes tonight, and then we can get it in. But that goes back to what you said earlier about it's like a silent because I said so. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, yes, she, you come down and, you know, you you chilling and it's like, hey, you, you coming to bed? What you, I mean, what are you working on? What are you doing? I'm in the middle of something. Don't you know I got to do this project? Don't you know I got to get up early? You know, it's it's a silent or, or, or an indirect because I said so, you ain't getting none tonight. So just back, back. Right. That's right. Because nothing you can say is going to get you in them girls. Nothing. When it gets to that point. Mm. And she may not say, you ain't getting it because I said so, but the actions speak louder than the words. Well, what she's doing is she's processing your request as an additional burden, whereas probably Ooh. you're processing it as <laughs> a potential pleasure. Oh. Damn, that's deep. <laughs> He took it there. I wish he didn't, but he took it there. That right there is a recipe for disaster. When you're thinking about making love to your husband is now a burden, that's a disaster. Because for somebody else, it's not going to be a burden. It's going to be like, hey, come on in. And that's what I've been talking about all along. You know what I mean? When you deny or when you're not on top of your game intimately with your spouse, that's when the, the next person can infiltrate you. You see what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, it's a burden. I got all this to do, and you let somebody walk. Let a man walk away too many times feeling unwanted. See what happens. Mm. See what happens. It's not going to be a good ending, and it happens too often. You know, we all know somebody that's cheating on their wife right now as we speak. We all know somebody. Right And they now. probably got the same story. Well, you know what I mean? She ain't, you know, she ain't want to do it. You know, Sally at work was with it. And she here's ain't the thing. Give me no flack. And here's the thing, fellas. Those wives who are being cheated on right now never thought that their husbands would step out. 
It's like, ah, you know, I give him something once a month or whatever. It's no big deal. He ain't going to do nothing. He ain't going to cheat on it. You know, because obviously they will respond in a different way. If they knew that, like, if they could see the future, if they see him getting down with Sally in the hotel room in the future, like uh, having a crystal ball, they will respond differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why, well, how do you fix that, though? Like, how do you fix it that she doesn't process it as, okay, this is just one more thing that I got to do on top of these ten other things that I got going on at the same time? Well, I think, Go ahead. I think that's a great question, and I think that, I, I don't I don't know how to say this, but in that situation, it, I don't want to say this, but should you paint the picture that I could be I could end if you if if you continue to respond this way on a repeated and regular basis, this could result in me being in a hotel room with Sally. Like, how do you articulate that without her saying? Oh, so you got a thing for Sally? No, I don't have a thing for Sally. But you know what? If I did, Sally might be with it. You know, mm-hmm. so how do you articulate that in a way that's not offensive, that's not disrespectful, but is very, very well could be the truth if if things continue as they are? You know, and yeah. and and I, yeah. th- that that's the only way where you you know, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. So if if Jane had known that sexually neglecting her husband, not giving her husband affection, resulted in him being with Sally in the hotel room, Jane would respond differently to his advances. But because Jane doesn't go that far in her thing, you know, you're like, ah, it's just, you know, he'll be all right. You know, he'll be good. And mm. if she doesn't go that far in her thought process, then, you know, hey. But that's what I'm saying. You know, my question is, like, how do you articulate that in a way that's not disrespectful, that's not, you know, like you want to sleep with Sally because, you know, that's not, that's really not the case, you know. But, you know, point, uh, I'm sorry, did somebody else have something? No, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to, I was I was going to try to take a stab at it, um, and, 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 and again, I think that, and Rodney, that's an excellent question, and I think that that question needs to be asked on every talk show, <laughs> on every forum in, on the Internet, because I think that's a million-dollar question right there, is how do you articulate that to your spouse without offending them and letting them know that you will get some booty on the side if they don't step their game up? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even though you may have no intentions on it. But I think that that is a tailor-made question for each individual's life. The, the, your approach has to be fitted for your wife. I don't think it's a general answer or a general approach for everyone. I think that you need to study your wife and go at her at a place where it's not going to be offensive, but it's going to be effective as well. But you have to have the conversation. You can't continually sit there and be like, man, when are we going to get this sexual thing, you know, off the ground like we used to? When are we going to get it back? Mm-hmm. Well, what if, what if the, uh, the answer is, or rather, what if 
that conversation is not really a good conversation to have, perhaps not even a necessary conversation to have, I guess unless you, like, right on the edge of about to cheat, then maybe it is a necessary conversation. But what if the answer is perhaps you have to remove some of those burdens from your wife, like maybe make it so she don't have to work or something? Mm. I don't know. It's kind of like we're giving them excuses, and I get that. <laughs> I get that. I don't, and I see people doing it all the time. Well, you know, the kids and this and nah, that don't work. It don't matter if you got a job. It don't matter if you got kids. It don't matter if you got responsibilities. What you had before all that was this man and a healthy sex life. I would, I would think, or you wouldn't have gotten married because we ain't married somebody. You know, if you're having sex before you get married, it's gonna be healthy before you marry somebody. Or you'd be like, yeah, she's good, but the booty's whack. But you talk time, about you know. but you talk about responsibility and isn't that um a responsibility? I it mean is. I don't necessarily like it that is. term, but I mean But it is. It's responsibility. And well, it's you, we I think as as guys, um we probably don't look at it we don't process it, it correctly. Almost like um you know how a woman will cry or become emotional about things a lot quicker than men will? When, I think when we look at sex in regards to life and, and, and in regards to everyday burdens, we don't process it the same way. So as a male, it ain't, it's not fair that we can look at a woman and say, I don't care about none of that stuff, so I just want to have sex. Or like a, a woman just don't process it that way. So we're expecting them to carry a bigger burden than we carry. We're expecting them to look at it then from the same light, from the same light that we do, you know, and that's not fair. Just like we expect um and they expect us to look at certain things from the same light that they do, and that's not fair either. So I think sex it's is just fair. one of those things that um, we just look at it differently. It's and, not then, and, we, and we're selfish enough to try to process it from our perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I agree with the the um. The burden issue and the selfish issue, and let me tell you why. Because the latter would be worse than all of that. So I'm saying, so you're sitting home talking about. Well, you're sitting home as a wife talking about. Yeah, I got this burden, and he's selfish. He's <laughs> always thinking about sex. But now he ain't even home on the weekends no more. I don't know where he at, and he ain't picking up his phone. You know what I mean? Before he used to come to me for sex. Now he don't even come to me for sex. He don't hmm. even touch me in the house no more. You know what I mean? I try to talk to him, see how his day was, and he ain't got time to talk to me no more. Because guess what? Now I, the little one that we have is gone somewhere else. Mm. We ain't got time to keep going, coming back to the same well every time, getting de- de- derailed. No, uh-uh, kids this week. Now new job. Now I'm in the book club. Now I got Bible study. Now I got this. All these excuses, instead of saying, mm. well, let me just, it's easy for me to handle my business. Okay, forget about all that. You ain't taking care of your wife intimately at home. What are you doing? Hmm. Think about it. What are, what position are you putting her in? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about being selfish. What position are you putting your wife in if you ain't handling her correctly, intimately? You're talking about me? And I'm not just You're talking, talking about, about sex. Yeah, you, no, anybody on the phone, I'm just saying for us as men, what position are we putting our wives in if we're not taking care of them on an intimate basis, on a regular basis? What kind of position are we putting them in? 
How are we sending them out the house? Well, it's not it's not fair to to the way she's made up. How you sending her out the house? She's made up. She's a girl. Well, what I what I mean, like her her makeup. She, I, they, you know, they need that. It's like you probably you cheating you cheating them in some form or fashion. Thank you. We but we need it too. Just like your brother said earlier, we don't need no preparation. We ready all the time. You see what I'm saying? So if you're not giving, so if her love tank is empty and you're sending her out in the house, out of the house with an empty love tank, you're putting her in a situation that she can be compromised. Mm. Right or wrong. Homeboy at the job, halfway decent, make a good living. He's just friendly. Well, what about hey, the honor of the Lord today. that don't keep her protected what? and none of that? What? <laughs> yeah, what if she what if she what if she's a God fearing woman? It don't, okay, so she's a God fearing woman. So if she's a God fearing woman, then she's gonna be like, Well, it's your right. Your job is to keep me, you know what I mean, satisfied. It's your job and you're not living up to your responsibility. Well, I mean, you know, and the same people, thing goes to a God fearing man, you know, he 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 ain't gonna cheat because he know God looking at him. It don't listen, I hear you and it sounds real good. But fifty percent of the people sitting in church are asleep with somebody else. <laughs> okay. We know this to be true. <laughs> so and they showing up, you know, guilty as I don't know what, but they still there. And you think that's because they're not getting what they want sexually from like if it's a male, you think it's because he's not getting what he wants sexually from his wife? Either either you're greedy or being neglected. One or the other. I mean, this is just me talking. Because I've been right. there. Either you're just greedy or being neglected. So which one were you? I don't you? know what else it would be. So which one I was were being you neglected. Were you? I was being neglected. Gotcha. 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 And then that turned into extreme greed. Once it was on, it was on. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Know yeah. Yeah. Once that Bronco yeah. hit the track, no, nah, there's no exit. Keep it moving. <laughs> hey, but, okay, but let me ask you this. Do, were you, would you have considered yourself a God-fearing man at that time? I had a relationship with God at that time. I'm not going to say it was, definitely wasn't the relationship that I have with him now, but I did have a relationship with God. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, it's a very interesting story. In my first marriage, God came to me and said, stop cheating. Right? And I was like, yeah, whatever. But not only, and this is real crazy. Y'all may not believe me. Um, When he said that to me, I couldn't get no booty nowhere. Even the ones I used to hit was like, nah, nah. He just shut the anything. For the longest time, I kept striking out. I was like, come on, man. What are you doing? He said, stay still. Stay still and wait on me. You know, so that's what I had to do by force, obviously. And then I got divorced and got remarried and the rest is history. Yeah, I had a relationship with him, but I wasn't like, would you say, like a God-fearing man to the point where I am now. Like, that would be the main reason why I wouldn't cheat is because my relationship was with him first, then my wife. Right, that's what it makes me that think that it's not really a threat of a man cheating, even if his wife is ne- 
you know, I don't think the consequence would be a male, a man cheating. If he's, not, I, I can understand the, uh, the the threat of that, but I think that a God fearing man probably wouldn't, perhaps wouldn't go cheat. He do it all the time. It would be, it would be because he really want to cheat more so than he ain't getting it at home. No, man, it's not that. Oh, then you're greedy. I mean, what would make a pastor, God fearing man, cheat on his wife with somebody in the church? Think about that. They do it all the time. Lust, just, just, just pure, just, just opportunity. Greed. Greed, yeah, not, not so much neglect from home, but opportunity, and, and you know, opportunity uh, uh, fueled by greed. Yeah, it's greed because lust never goes. We all lust. So lust, we all got that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're right. So he could, but he could be, you know, apart. Yeah, he could be. He could be, you know, happy. Rather, his wife could be there, available for him sexually, uh, in all in all ways, and he still might go get something different. He's greedy, right? You already got what you got. More, he he supplies you with everything you need, and you still want some more. That's different. We ain't talking about that cat because we we all know he's greedy. You know, you can't just say you know you got. You got you you got uh, a, a refrigerator full of food, but yet you still going to the grocery store to steal some chicken. Yeah, that person got a problem. <laughs> he got a problem. But yeah. maybe he might like different tasting chicken and don't have right. no money. Yeah, greed, greed. But again, I believe even in a in a spiritual setting, like what you're talking about, the God-fearing man, we, got, we always forget the fact that he's going to be under more attack than a man that's not fearing God. You see what I'm saying? So if you, if God has already got you, since we're already talking about it, God has already got you, okay, mm-hmm. the devil wants you back. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do whatever he got to do to get you back. And he ain't going to tempt you. If you're a man that that loves to, you know, get a lot of different booty, he ain't going to tempt you with crack because you ain't smoking that. But he's going to tempt you with some booty. And hopefully you're going to be in a situation where you, you can say, okay, well, no, today I'm not going to do this. But he wants you to bend and break. And, if, and, and, and that's the point that I'm making. Don't send your spouse out in the world that way. Because we only but so strong. Mm-hmm. You know? Jesus was tempted. We ain't him. He passed the test of flying colors. We we ain't him. <laughs> so you know <laughs> what I mean? We've been out in the world. He wasn't. So so there's a difference, you know, I think. It's mm. good words. But how often do we touch our spouse without having sex? Mm. How often do we intimately touch our spouse, I left that word out, without the intentions of having sex? I would say probably 25%. 25? Mm-hmm. Includes what? Holding hands in the movies, sitting down, thighs touching while you're watching something, or walking yeah. up on them in the back of the kitchen, giving them a hug. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind so, of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do, do you think the majority of men only touch their spouse when it's time to have sex? Intimately? Mm. Do the majority of, the, of men only touch their spouse? When it's time to have sex. When it's time to have sex. Wow. What a question. I'm going to have to defer as I ponder. Yeah, because cause, cause, cause I'm, I'm trying to make Malcolm's point because he was kind of getting at the reason why it wouldn't be attractive to a woman when we come. You know what I mean? And say, hey, I got some time. Let's go get it in. You know, and she might be like, yeah, but every time you come at me, you want to get it in. Hmm. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? You ain't coming at me when it's time to just cuddle and chill and have a nice conversation. You want to get it in. Right. You know, right. we might be able to cut the man. I'm the man because I said so. I believe that a lot of times um, a man who's who's playful, um, he probably touches his wife a lot of times uh, without it having to be more than just having fun. Like, say, like a person, just to give you an example, I can imagine Kevin Hart probably puts his hands on his woman a lot, and it don't have to be about sex. Just in, You know, it would be just in fun even though he's probably an extreme an extreme case of it. But I guess guys who just like to have fun with their with their wives, they do yeah. it often without, you know, without it being anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's important too. You know, when you don't always have that same agenda. You know, your sense of purpose is different every time. It's like, hey, maybe I just wanna you know and I do it, I I, I make a conscience effort to do that in mind, just so she'll know I will be in the car, I'll reach over, I'll grab her hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, let it go. In the supermarket, you know, wherever we at, walk up, you know, give a little tap, whatever. You know, in the kitchen, hey, you know, I'm going to touch you. I'm just going to touch you. You know, it ain't got to be in a sensual kind of way. I'm just going to put my hand somewhere on you, around you, even on your forehead. Rub your head a little bit. You know, I think that's when that's when things will start to change, when they see it's not always touching with a sense of sexual purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it used to be one time that she, she would say that. So the only time you touch me is when you want to do something. And I'd be like, yeah, but you're missing the other times I'm touching you. Because it's not a big hug and a kiss. It might just be I come grab your hand. They're still touching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still contact. You know, I may stick my foot out and touch your foot. You know, we could be sitting in a PTA and I may grab, put my knee up against yours and start rubbing your knee. It's still touching. But I think yeah. a lot of times they're looking for something big and miraculous, you know, and maybe it's the small things that we're missing. I think you should be able to actually say, you know, cuddle with your wife and grab her grab her, her boobs, and she don't think that that means that y'all about to have sex, too. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good luck with that. 
I'm grabbing some moves. This is about to be on up in that joint. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Anyway, what you got, Rodney? I know we got a... <laughs> yeah. I, let, let me let me see if I have one. Um, let me drop this monkey wrench, fellas. Um, sure, sure. Has there been any time where God just told you because I said so and you didn't really understand, um, you know, and, and you may be questioned or maybe you resisted, maybe you were disobedient. Um, has there ever been a time where, you know, God was just like, hey, you just need to do it because I said so, and you, you'll get the rest later. Um, and your questions wow. will be answered. At, at a later time, you know, versus here's what I need you to do, you know, step one, two, three, four, five, go do it. You know, has there ever been a time where I say you just need to do it because I said so and you'll figure out the rest later? Um, most definitely. For me, anyway. Mm-hmm. A few times. Um, <laughs> the thing is, and I think every time is a because I said so with God. I don't think any of it is negotiable. I don't think mm-hmm. any of it is. Wow. I don't think heavy. any of it. Yeah, I don't think any of it is negotiable. I think it's when he says, this is my what opinion. It, okay. And I bet that on scripture. It, like so, so, and I feel you. Some things, if your your heart lines up with it, you know, and God's telling you. But sometimes, if it's against your spirit, or rather, if it's against your your desires, if you're willing, to, if you're willing to deal with the, you know, the pain that come with that, uh, he he'll change his mind and bless it. In in this. Ah. I don't know, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, they say that we're walking backwards into our story. So that we're we've already, back our story. Every, yeah, if everything, if our life is already preordained, we already know, he already knows how, how our ending is going to happen. Period. It's already done. So if that's the case, if he says, okay, I need you to go to, um, uh, Walmart, stand in the parking lot, and wait. <laughs> just saying, and wait. You know, and then you decide not to, then that's up to you, just like you're saying. We cannot listen, but what he's telling us to do is what we need to do, I believe. He's not just talking to you, saying, okay, well, I think maybe we can negotiate. If that's the way your life is supposed to end, there may be no negotiation. So I think he can make us do what he... Well, you may be right then, because he can make us do what he really wants us to do. And certain things we're just not going to do. Have you ever read that scripture? Um, it was uh, Jacob. Uh, he had his brother Esau. Mm-hmm. is in uh, the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, they were... Um, uh, 
Isaac's children. And uh, basically, Jason, Jacob had tricked Esau is older than Jacob, and uh, so Esau was supposed to get his father's blessing, but Jacob tricked his father, who was blind at the time, into giving uh, the, the, uh, his father's blessing to him and took it from his older brother. But his older brother was, uh, you know, stronger than him and, and, and chased J- Jacob off. Or rather, Jacob ran because he didn't want to get killed after his father died. And then uh, Jacob left, and he had, uh, you know, he built up a little bit of wealth and all that other stuff. He got married, had kids, and it was time for him to leave where he was at. And he was going to go back to his home. But he was so frightened of his brother Jacob, uh, Jacob was so frightened of his brother Esau that he ended up getting into a a fight with with God, a wrestling match with God. And uh, he was saying, telling God that God had basically better bless him or he ain't going to let God go. And then God reached down and touched his hip, his, 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 his hip. And, and they, they, they described it as wrenched his hip, like put him in excruciating pain. And he mm-hmm. still didn't let God go. And then it started to become daylight. And God said, okay, basically, I'll bless you. Just let me go. This is what God said to Jacob. Because Jacob kept saying, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And then God gave in and blessed him. <laughs> he just, Jacob just didn't ever quit. Mm. And got that blessing. Mm. Mm. No, nah, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you might be right. It might be negotiable. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, because people, you know, you hear a lot of times people have callings and they just don't pay attention to it. And I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about if it's something that you really, really, really want and it feels like God is trying to tell you to do something different, but it's something that you really, not nothing evil, not nothing against God's word, but he may be trying, he may feel like he's putting roadblocks in front of you as a lot of, like my pastor would say, you know, God will try to make you, he'll try to let you know what he's doing by putting roadblocks in. And I just, I think you can crash through them. And then God, I think God will respect that if you do and and bless you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, possibility. <laughs> Again, you know, we we all still learning. So I mean, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I I definitely changed my statement because I know there's a lot of times where I've been led to do something and I did something else. You know, until you know, I ran for a long time, and I knew he was there. I knew he was like, you know, hey, I'm still here. What's gonna do? I ain't ready. I ain't ready. And I'm glad that he let me live long enough to be ready. Because some people didn't make it, make it there, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But I definitely knew, you know, that he was definitely calling me. But anyway, what about, what about family members? You know, outside of your marriage, family members, you know, where it's like, you gotta, you gotta say I told you so to your spouse when they're telling you of you know how to how to react or deal with certain family members. 
and you almost got to say, I told you, I mean, um, um, because I said so, you know, stay out of my business. You know, you hear a lot of times where, where, where the wife may say, well, yeah, I don't like your family. You know, mm-hmm. and I know the whole leave the queen part, but still and all, you got to be like, no, you know, or you want to find do something financial for one of your family members. And your wife is like, well, no, why Why we got to do that? And you'd be like, because I said so. Wow. <laughs> wow, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, 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 you hear that a lot, you know, where people, you know, still got attachments, like they want to help their parents and their wife. Like, well, we don't have the money right now. He said, yes, we do. We're doing it because I said so. Mm. That's tough. That to me that that um speaks to you know your role as the man of the house, and you being able to make the the, the discernment when when um when you when she's just not understanding or accepting what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and at that point you just got to pull rank. You know, mm-hmm. if you're trying to explain it to her and she's not picking up on what you're saying, you being the man of the house, you know, you may have to just pull a rank and just say, okay, bottom line, this is happening because I said it's happening. Mm. Mm. That's right. That's right. I mean, I don't. you don't got to kick the door off the hinges just come in with it, but if you try to explain it and... And you know, and she's not picking up on it, and she or she's trying not to accept it, and you're getting tired of explaining something that's going to happen no matter what. You know, I'll, I'll go straight to just because I said so quick. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I agree with you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. At some point, as a man, you 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 reserve the right. Well, not as a man, but you know, as a husband, father. And household, you reserve the right to say because I said so. And a lot of times, if you don't exercise that right, something could go wrong in your family. Mm. You could be sitting back watching stuff unfold as you're like, wait a minute, how did this happen? Because you didn't say I said so. You didn't put your foot down. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? And it could be the same situation where, you know, God is is asking you to to simply utilize your authority as the head of household. Sure. And whereas you might, just to avoid conflict, be disobedient. Simply to avoid conflict, where, like you said, I mean, the result of that could be destruction for your family just because the husband didn't exercise his his right as the head of household, you know, his authority as the head of household, excuse me. So, it's difficult. It's difficult. In my so, marriage or in, in my belief within marriage, the challenges that apply to the brother who was uh, talking about with his wife who um, wasn't, you know, she was in the Word, and I guess she wasn't being intimate enough with him as much as he would like, 
or me telling my wife because I said so. Those events and stuff like that, to me, those are like absolute. Those are minuscule in my mind because ultimately I'm committed to my to my wife. Ultimately, I'm a I'm a good person, and she's a good person. And ultimately, I think it's going to work work its way out because we're committed to marriage, and we'll 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 figure it out. It may be a time frame, just like the brother who's not having a, being intimate with his wife because she's praying where he may not have sex the way he wants. At least if that was the case in my marriage, I would think that it would eventually change. I wouldn't accept. I wouldn't believe that to be my life permanently. I would think yeah. that it's just a phase. And and uh, like all kind of other things that I've had to go through in my life, you know, I just have to, I have to walk it out and get past it. Yeah. It may take counseling, it may take talking, it may take a lot of stuff, but it's not, it, to me it's minuscule, even though it's probably unbalanced uh, in marriage. I think it's just a minuscule part of your, you know, entire life together. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to really, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, to the degree of divorce or even in that tone at all. It's just a phase that you have to get through, which, and if you do, you probably will, you know, you'll be stronger for it. And, and in your marriage, it'll be a, an additional thing that you and your, your spouse have went through. And, you know, you just don't accept it as, as, don't process it as something permanent. That will make you cheat. Or that will make you get a divorce. Hmm. If if you both are if you both know each other are good people, you know. I um um Yeah, I, I hear you. And that's real good. But you gotta be working towards getting through it. And a lot of times people sit and hope that it'll go away. Mm-hmm. And they and and they're smacking them in the face and they're like, Yeah man, we gotta get through this but they're not doing anything to get through it. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in a situation, and, and with that brother, I didn't hear them, I didn't hear the resolve. I didn't hear the, okay, well, we're working towards getting through it part. That would have been the next thing. Yeah, you know, she's not really intimate. She's praying, she, yada, yada, but we're working through it. I didn't get that. Right. You know what I mean? I got the, well, hopefully it'll get better. But that's, mm-hmm. that's to me in my mind, that's like constant motion. You don't have to have constant motion. Progress sometimes is getting tired of sitting. You, you know what I mean? That That's progress, too. So you may not, you know, that's basically, um, that has an end date. Sitting has an end date. So with that being said, that, in my mind, is even progress as well. Yeah, but faith without works has no end date. You might expire before then. You know mm. what I mean? So if you're like, yeah, well, you know, we're going to get it together, you know, but we ain't seeking no counseling. We ain't talking to nobody. We ain't reading no books. We ain't doing nothing. We're just hoping that things will change, what most mm. married couples do, because they feel as though they've exhausted all the options. One of the other part, p- parties don't want to talk to anybody because, you know, it is what it is. They just don't want their business in the street. So they're just they're moseying along, hoping that somebody's going to change or some miraculous things are going to happen. 
and they're not doing anything to get it to, to make it better. Now, if they're saying, okay, well, we're going to start taking these steps, we're going to go to these classes, we're going to do something, then, yeah, you got a better chance of whooping it. But when you just like, well, you know, hopefully, you know, she's, you know, she'll be attracted to me again, negative. Mm. I'm just going to change mm. Well, mm. you, you think that you can force the change? Yes. But some, sometimes yes. sitting and marinating in it, 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 it contributes to the, um, the uh, sincerity of the change. Like you can say, look, you, you can tell your spouse or, or as a counselor, you can look at two people and say, y'all need to start working on it now, but working on it now may not be the, really the right time. They probably need to marinate on wasting time a little bit more, and, and, and then the working on it now would be a lot more natural than just believing that you have to be working on something at all times. I think okay, that prematurely so, makes people start trying to fix it sometimes, and they're really not so, ready to start trying to fix it. They need to get tired of having it not fixed a little bit more before they start trying to fix it. So, so they wait for that soft tissue to become hard. Um, not even come hard, but wear away. Yeah, so it's a cancer, right? And, um, and. To start treating cancer, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't say, call it a cancer. Oh, it's it, a cancer. Why do you call it a cancer? Oh, it's definitely a cancer because it can end your marriage. It can end the life of your marriage. Intimacy. How can it, can, it, well, if you're committed to marriage, how would it end your marriage? Because it happens every day. It does happen every, every day, day, but I don't think it happens to people who are committed to not getting divorced. Who's committed to not getting divorced? And who, so who's going to live unhappy? I'm going to be committed to not getting divorced, yes. But when I become unhappy, divorce is definitely an option. Well, because, because your unhappiness can change. That's why I said it's, it's, dangerous to consider, it's dangerous to consider your current status as a permanent status. But how is it going to change if you're not doing anything proactive to helping it change? It's inevitable that it will change because human beings... That's just what we do. We change. No. What do you think, Rodney? Mm. I, I think that the whole point of just sitting around and marinating, you know, as the brother is saying, is um, it's potentially an error because, you know, as you said earlier, you know, the whole idea, as the you know, the old adage goes, tomorrow is not promised. So you could have a marriage that's troubled. Maybe there's a lack of intimacy. And instead of addressing it, instead of facing it, confronting it head up, um, the two choose to sit in their corners and marinate on it. And then suddenly one spouse dies, just, you know, expires for whatever reason. Or so, cheats. Or cheats. Right, which is another, you know, quote unquote, potential death for the, you know, in, inside sure. of marriage, and because we don't know, so you don't know, and again, the opportunity to look into the future, one doesn't know how long they can just sit and marinate. It could be twenty-four hours, could be a week, 
or it could be five years. You know, you just never know. So I think that, you know, just letting it fester, you know, is just potentially opening up the, the doors for ruin. Um, and like you said, I mean, the hope is that both people are committed to the marriage and the challenge is both people have to be willing to do the hard work and step up to the plate, have those difficult conversations, and not sit idly by, you know, waiting until they've marinated on it, you know, for a certain amount of time and they're, quote, unquote, ready, you know, to, to tackle it. Um, it's just so many different variables where we don't have time for that. Um, we just don't have time. You know, once the issue is party, you know, once the issue is, once you're aware of an issue, you have to find a way. Now, that may take some, some, some processing, you know, to find the correct way to bring it to the other spouse, you know, specifically if the other spouse is not aware of an issue. And, you know, so, yes, processing, you know, well, how am I going to say this to her? You know, how am I going to, you know, bring this to her? When's the right time, you know, to discuss this with her? But, you know, not just, you know, well, I'm going to just sit over here and, you know, hope that she changes and I'm going to pray on it. And, but I'm not going to talk to her about it. I'm not going to bring it to her because it's going to cause some conflict and some disagreement and some potentially heated discussions. Don't want to go there. But that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. I mean, you got to do that. I mean, that's marriage ain't, you know, marriage is work. And, I mean, we we say all the time that marriage is is peaks and valleys, man. And yeah. it ain't always going to be peaks. It ain't always going to be valleys. But you have to confront this stuff, and it's easier said than done. Um, but you just can't, you know, I disagree with just sitting and waiting and pondering and, you know, not discussing it with the other party because that's it's not fruitful because, you know, maybe the other party or or, or even you, you know, perish. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other variables. There's Tyrone and Sally at the job. There's, you know, there's so many different things that could, that could happen. Um, in the meantime, that would just be yet another distraction, you know, so... That that's just my take on it. Like I I I envision a brother, um, a situation like the brother whose wife um, is praying and not intimate. Do you think that him him him, him doing something because with the thought process that some motion needs to be happening, you think that would resolve anything as opposed to? You know, maybe letting her know how you feel, but understanding that she has to probably marinate a little bit or um, she just and may not be ready it. to receive motion. No, no, no. She's been marinating enough. <laughs> She's over-marinated. She needs to go in. The, the grill is hot. She needs to jump in that grill and go to work. Hmm. I mean, I don't have, listen, listen, I'm the wrong person. I've got no tolerance for that, zero, zero tolerance for that. If I'm married to you and I'm supposed to be intimate with you and you only and nobody else, you better get to work. So, so, you better so, figure out. Don't you think that will cause more chaos than anything? Like no, if you say, no. 
What's going to cause more chaos? Me finding three, four different chicks on the side? What's going to cause more chaos? Why do you got to do that? Why not? You, what do you mean why you, you got to do that? You what you going to do? You took a load under God. What does that mean? It means People you should cheat. People do that all the time. People do yeah. that all the time. I took a... I took an oath under God not to, I mean, let's not get too over-holy on this call now. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we take oaths under God all the time, and we break them daily. That's what we do. But your oaths under God daily. typically don't involve another person, a, 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 a separate person. Your oath individually, that's one thing, but to involve a second person is a whole other another situation. Yeah, we can't be not, listen, we we. we 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 can't be naive, man, and that's what and that's what. What do you mean? What do you mean by I don't know? Why do you say that? What does that even mean? How does that how does that apply to this? Because you're telling me you you took it. I'm, okay, so this oath that you took under God, you've never gone against it. Um, you talking about in marriage? Anything? Well, I, I don't know what I've taken under God except marriage, and, and accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. So that's the only oath you took? Yeah. Did you take an oath not to sin, to remain holy? To remain holy? I, I that never was, took that oath. I know I'm a Well, sin. I thought that was part of the program. Huh, I accepted <laughs> Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior in sin, while actively sinning. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you gave yourself an out. That, I try not to sin. I don't, I don't judge My goal friend. is to try not to sin. You see what I'm um, saying? Goal, I'm not going to be like I'm actually, saved under the... My goal is just to love people. That's my goal. Oh. That's not my goal. And, and all honesty, my goal is my to goal. try not to sin. And again, I'm going to fall short, but my my op, my objective is not to sin. I, I, don't, I don't actively try to keep myself from analyzing, looking at another woman, which is considered a sin. I don't fight that. I don't know so that. Do you do it? Do I look at another woman and, and identify whether or not I would sleep with her if I wasn't married? Yeah, all the time. Okay, then there goes your oath. Do, I mean, do there you? goes your oath. I never what, said what I made that oath. About? You said you made that oath. I said I yeah, actively sin. I never said I made that oath. I, I said so I, I, I'm just say? saying that I, I actively sin. I know that. Okay, so the point that it so if you're admitting to actively sinning, why do you find it so difficult when people are neglected in their marriage and go and go get it elsewhere? Why do you I find that so difficult to 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 imagine? I think just because it's another person involved. Like if it's just me, that's one thing. But if I have another person involved, to me that makes me step up even more, just out of respect for you know God's uh, out of respect for God. And that, That's not respect for God, though. That's not respecting God. When you respect God, you got to understand when he says the smallest sin is still a sin. If you look at a woman sexually, you've already slept with her. But I, no, what, God I'm saying is I, what, I, what I'm saying is I understand that I will never stop sinning. So I'm not going to, you know, dwell on the fact that, I, that I'm made of the flesh. No. I know. I know. Does it bother you that you do something that that I mean, if you go by the the, the letter of the of the Bible, I mean, you sin every day, right? I try not to. There's been you? days where I haven't. <laughs> okay. There's been well, days where sin, I haven't. You sin often enough that you may as well say it's every day, right? 
I mean, yeah, often enough. Does that does often that enough. does that bother you as if you of course do you put that in the same category as if you went and stole from somebody? Does it bother you, you the same way? You have to. But what I'm saying is you have to. You can't yeah, I have not to what? do it. If I, I tell a little white lie, if I tell a little white lie, that that bothers me as if I went to Walmart and stole something. It's the same thing to me. Well, the, well, the whole thing is the whole thing is there's one thing that's intentional, and then there's other things that you just can't help. There's just a product of you being in a. A place. lie is a lie is a lie. See, I, that, that's this, my I'm, whole point. So I, I I'm don't. Different than that. I don't, well, I don't treat I don't treat what I can't help but do just from. What a, do you mean? If you tell a lie, you can help from telling a lie. Tell the truth. Period. Well, I know, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell a lie, but I'm okay with it because people call it a white lie. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, that. I'm all right with it because I had to tell them. I but had I to tell my I don't child. Never, I, I don't lie. I don't do anything to intentionally um, to intentionally mislead people. The only thing that I can probably consider an active type of sin is just probably just looking at women as women, as you know, what I mean, as, as women, as opposed to just looking at them as just the same way I would look at a dog or a tree or something like that. That's really the only. I don't intentionally harm anybody. I, 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 you know, at all. I don't try to deceive people. I don't do any of that stuff. Okay. Shoot. I mean, you gotta meet them. You gotta. I mean, we all gotta meet them. We all gotta talk about it. We all gotta have that conversation when that time comes. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I can't talk about what you do or whatever. But all I'm saying to you is that people that have made the oath still cheat. People that fast and pray still cheat. We ain't none of us perfect. So when you say, well, you know, they got this oath, they made the oath, they still cheat. Your wife can still cheat on you. My I, wife I agree. can still cheat on me. How do you explain it that a person can be committed in, to marriage and they have no intent in cheating and speak of it as if they don't want to cheat, and but they're still sinners. I mean, should a person even talk that way, or should a person talk like kind of like what you said, pretty much, if you ain't giving me sex, I'm going to go get it from somewhere else? It's not a conversation. It's a reality, just so you know. It's not something okay. that somebody has to say. It's just a reality. It's not a, something that somebody has to to go out and plot to do. It's a situation somebody can find themselves in. Happens all the time. They're like, you know, this morning I woke up and I was going to work, and then all of a sudden I'm in a hotel with this dude. How did I get here? How did I get in this closet at the job with this guy's hand up my dress? How did I get here? I don't even know how I got here, but I'm here. Oh, I feel so horrible. What happened? You see what I'm saying? People don't work. I mean, people don't wake up to say I'm going to go do wrong. But you're in a certain situation. Neglect is horrible. Neglect is something that can ruin you. You neglect somebody, anything can happen. Because then men, men especially do it out of spite. They're like, okay, you want to neglect me? All right. You're going to give up? You, you, you're going to deny me of what I'm supposed to have for being married to you? All right, I got something for you. And we'll what about your relation? I mean, I'm not trying to sound holy than thou, but... You kind of, you kind of sound unholy. You say that. That, that's fine. That's not my intent. What, what, I, I guess what I'm saying is, it, I'm not 
not cheating on my wife because of her. That's not enough to keep me from cheating. I, I, it's in me to cheat, right? That If I wasn't saved, I absolutely would cheat on my wife. Mm-hmm. But I don't because of my relationship with God. It can't happen? Anything can happen. I can, I can okay, you just ride down the street question. shooting everybody that I see. I don't think that would happen, though. But, but what I'm saying is, you just answered your own question. You didn't even need me for that. Yeah, anything, anything happen? is possible. Said, I have, I, I'm alive. I have a penis. I, anything can happen. There you go. There it is. There it is. So anything well, can happen, right? Anybody well, I don't can live my life that way. I mean, I could go on a mass murdering spree. I really seriously doubt that that would ever happen to me, though. What would make you go on a mass murdering spree? Uh, it would probably the world would have to be changing or something. I don't know. Or maybe no, I would have some type no, of no. mental. Something happened to one of your one of your family members, your child, and you're like, okay, now nah, that's it. I'm taking everybody out. I wouldn't. I don't think that I would go. On, I don't because because of, of the way I look at life. I don't think that I would do that. But see, I would listen, listen. What I'm trying to tell you: the mistake that people make uh-huh. every single day of their life is to say what they will and what they will not do. That's the mistake we all make. We are all one. I mean, you know, there's so many people sitting in jail because they did one thing one time. One thing one time. Didn't have a life of crime one thing one time. They had no intentions on doing it. People were like, why are you in here? Because I did this one thing one time. It's reality. I don't. Well, then how do you how do you judge, how do you even make plans for life? Like I, I'd rather. I mean, is is there anything you can say that you will and will not do, or is there anything that you, no. as knowing yourself, no. can kind of promise to somebody? No. I mean, so you really, do you things, think you can be trusted? I am trusted. Well, I, I know you are. People place trust in you, but do you personally think you can be trusted, considering that you can? probably flip at any you know any given time let let me flip this on you then right there's only a certain amount of respect that i mean a certain amount of trust that i give anyone mm-hmm. because we're all flesh and blood and we're all we all can do anything at any particular time period right. so why would i trust anybody i mean really because you ain't got that Think much to that. lose don't have that much to lose yeah, because you don't have that much to lose. Is the reason you probably would trust certain people to a certain extent. Where all do you really got to lose? Considering salvation is real. Yeah, but I've already been promised salvation. Even yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what do you really got to lose? Well, a little bit of money. Did you probably not your you? life? I've been promised salvation even if I cheat on my wife. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, so why do you have a problem trusting people? When you, what can they take from you that you you got everything? I mean, I I, I got everything I need. That's my I got whole everything point. I need, but 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 listen, I'm a I, I'm a really trust a person that's got blood going through their veins just like me, and I could be do anything. You gotta hold that thought, man. With time has yeah. expired. <laughs> I'll let y'all next week, man. Good job. All right, uh, all right fellas. Peace out. Yes, sir. Later on, Malcolm.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.